to grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always is my delightful host, Tina Harrington-Elis. Hello, I just spilt my drink everywhere. They wouldn't have known if you didn't I know. It. <laughs> uh, still no Nick Owen, he's still overseas being a USA hole, but he'll be back. Oh. So we should stop insulting you at the side of every episode, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, still a man down, but this week we're like, you know what? Who let's the... get a man up. Let's get a three-person dynamic back. Uh, we have a guest this week, guys, so welcome to the table, uh, Josh Sacco. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone who listened to like old episodes of Woodcast will probably remember Josh from a, an episode we did, um, and he he likes movies and TV and stuff as well. So we thought we'd get him in. Mm-hmm. Can I just point out before we start? Yes. Look how much drink is in your glass. Mm. Look how much drink is in mine. It's like a centimeter. And Josh, our guest's glass is empty. <laughs> the bottle's right there. You guys can drink that. Yeah, but that's hardly any drink in that. Yeah, but I put, my, I put my mouth into the bottle. I'm sick, so. Mm. I mean, sure, sure, sure. That's your excuse. I think it's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> I don't want to get you guys sick. Yeah. Um, cool. Should we just get straight, straight into it? Yeah. Sure. Cool. Uh, and you don't ask us how we are? Yeah. How are we? How are we, Tina? Mm, okay. I'm glad I went to that. Um... I should also point out, Josh is my, probably my oldest friend at this point as well, and my best friend, so that's why he's here as well. Um, oldest, uh, as in like, I'm the oldest Yeah, He's wise now. beyond his years. I cut people off at a couple of months older than me, so... He's Albus Dumbledore. That's true. How are you journeying into the podcast world again, Josh? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He's a seasoned... I'm a straight shooter. He's a seasoned pro. Yeah. Um, I have a ton of news to get through, so <laughs> I will announce and I imagine we'll all react. <gasps> it's basically all superhero news. So we'll get through the news quickly. Um, first of all, they finally cast Squirrel Girl. <gasps> <laughs> um, and who did they cast? I didn't write that down. Um, oh my god. <laughs> really? Fucking serious? Because I, I didn't know who she was. So, um, so you didn't think it was important. <laughs> hey guys, they've cast Squirrel Girl. Next item of news. <laughs> Uh, you didn't think that that was the next logical question? I, I did think about it. I was like, ah, that'd be funny banter. I'm sure that won't come up. That's, um, good, that's good journalism. Yeah. It's a, a lady named Milana Vaintrub. Okay. She was in a couple of episodes of Silicon Valley, but I don't remember who she played in it. Um, and that is probably the biggest thing. Oh, she's in the Ghostbusters movie as well. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but... um. But yeah, there we go. So they cast Squirrel Girl in Marvel's New Warriors. So I think they've cast all the New Warriors now. So that's cool. So it's not Barb. It's not Barb, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with because I wasn't. I was. I didn't care for her. <laughs> Who is Squirrel Girl and what does she do? She's kind of like Ant Man, except her powers revolve around communicating with squirrels. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know all that much about which it. Which is vital. She'd be. She'd be pointless. She'd be useless in Australia. We don't have squirrels. squirrels here. Yeah. She's like the. 
She'd just be a normal person. This Seems is where like she a, comes to go on holidays. She'd be like the Kanga Wrangler. Oh, God. <laughs> Seems like an Aquaman scenario. Yeah. Aquaman's great. He's totally underrated. Except there's water everywhere. It's That's true. He can hide in clouds because there's rain up there. <laughs> Hide in your tap. Maybe she'll sink maybe in your she'll... bathtub. Oh my god, it's creepy. Maybe she'd bring the squirrels with her. So she'd yeah, always that's have true. a briefcase full of squirrels. It's like in oh, yeah, case of emergency, break glass. And, and then Australia, in Australia's like quarantine laws are so strict, she doesn't pass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just stopping there because clearly be that's not. Maybe she could do possums. Yeah. Maybe it's like from the squirrel family. Maybe it's some sort of genetic thing. Yeah. It's not specifically squirrels. There are like a hundred angry nerds listening to us right now. They're like, no, she's good. <laughs> no, I didn't say she was bad. I want to read Squirrel she Girl. She wouldn't read. She wouldn't tell the possums, only squirrels. <laughs> um, well, American possums are different anyway. That's assuming our listeners are American. Aren't American yeah. possums raccoons? No. They have raccoons and they have possums. Here, I'll show you. I'll show you a picture. They're like scary as shit because our possums are all cute and cuddly and you're like, well, oh, a, that's really adorable. Aren't there opossums? Isn't that what they're called? I think so. Yeah. To delineate the difference. I'll describe it. Well, while you're looking your up listeners. the opossum, I'll let you know that Wonder Woman is now the second highest grossing DC film in their movie universe. Oh, I guess they're not too bad looking. But they're definitely not oh, as right. cute yeah, as I know ours. They are. Yeah. Yeah. There was that episode of Modern Family where um, they went down to the basement and they couldn't get out because the possum blocked them. Yeah. Yeah. Those our yeah. possums are cute. So yeah, Wonder Woman has mm-hmm. now grossed more than Suicide Squad and Man of Steel. There you go. Um, and it still had almost no fall off. Like it's still like making Going money every strong. week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is excellent. Oh, we still got to say that again as well. Mm. Um, probably the biggest news mm. of the week is Quentin Tarantino has announced his new project. <laughs> he's going to direct we don't know if it's a biography or it's kind of like a fictional biography because he does like to play with history um, he's doing a movie on Charles Manson and the Manson family murders, yep. which is pretty cool um, apparently Margot Robbie is in talks to play Sharon Tate which yeah, is kind of cool um, and apparently he's been talking to Brad Pitt as well and we don't know what role it's for yet but people are suspecting it could be Charles Manson which oh kind of, wow I'd that would be see, cool I'd like to see Brad Pitt all dirtied up and covered in facial hair and being a real creep yeah. So that'd be cool. So is, is, is this looming as he's one of his last... He's got movies? two more. Two okay. more movies. So this is one of them, and then there's one more after that. But I think he'll probably play it like a horror film as well, because he's always said he wanted to make mm. a horror film. So Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Matt Reeves, director of the upcoming Batman movie and the new Planet of the Apes film, uh, has thrown out the Ben Affleck written script... He's going to do his own script, and Batman apparently is going to be released in 2019. So we still have to wait two more years for a Batman film, but if they're taking the time, they're probably going to do it right, so that's fine. Probably should get a save the date for that. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. That is an excellent joke for it's none of the joke, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spider-Man's in the news as well, obviously. Uh, they came out last week, we reviewed it, and we loved it. Yep, we did. Um, and Josh loved it as well. Well, he said, he said he really enjoyed it. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, why don't we get Josh's opinion on it? Well, maybe we'll say that for the review. I give it five Josh's up. Five Josh's up. This news is kind of a little bit old, but we didn't talk about it last week. Um, they've connected Peter Parker and Spider-Man into the MCU before, like prior to this movie. So like they found like moments in other films. They're like, yeah, Spider-Man. That's Peter Parker. Yeah, so, yeah. Like so it, wasn't there one where he's like, he's looking up at Iron Man so or something So in Iron like Man that? 2, at the end, in the mm. climax when all the... Uh, Sentries are going around killing everyone. One yeah. comes down and sees a little kid in an Iron Man mask. Yeah, that's right. That little and kid is yeah, Peter Parker. That's what they yeah, I've said. read that one. That for sure. They announced they said it. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. So it's canon now. Yeah, like it wasn't at the time, but they're like, yeah, that's yeah, it is. Or they do a re-release. They did a JK, they did a JK rolling. Yeah. And they also said that um, Uncle Ben, because obviously we didn't get Uncle Ben this time around, because we don't necessarily that guy die anymore. Like we've yeah. seen him die enough. Yeah. Um, he died in the events of the first Avengers film. So when Loki was reigning terror on New York oh, City, okay, Uncle yeah. Ben was in amongst that and he died. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like... It wasn't the whole bank robbery thing? No, it sounds yeah. like he died in the just destruction. Died. Yeah, so, just, and apparently that's going to play... That's going to play a role in the second Spider-Man movie, apparently. So, oh, okay, yeah. Cool. So that's cool. And I think maybe... I think they're saying as well that maybe Aunt May's going to find out and then develop a distaste for Tony Stark. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is cool, because she kind of likes him at the moment, so it's yeah. just another thing to play with, which is cool. Um, and the last bit of news um, is this weekend is the D23 Expo, which is Disney's big um, kind of media um, expo. Um, they revealed a bunch of trailers, which aren't available to watch yet, but they put up a trailer for The Incredibles 2, and they put up a trailer for um, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and they put up a... I think a trailer for a spin-off of planes and cars of all things. Oh, okay. Oh, about like the trains. No, it's about space. It's like spaceships or something. Oh. It should be trains. Spaceships. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? That was yeah. great. Um, which to me is like that's the worst universe to spin off. Like planes didn't work. No one cared about planes. Yeah. And no one liked cars too. Yeah, I think people like cars three. I don't remember cars too. I think we've seen it. No, I've seen it. It's got a, it's got a spy it. car in it. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, you know what? I haven't seen it. You want to know why? Because you were like, we'll go see it when you've seen one, and I watched one, and I didn't like it. Yeah, that's right. And I really liked number one. No, I didn't. But I'm crazy. I'm sorry, I just don't care about, like, anthropomorphic cars. Like... Not anthropomorphic. You're right, they're not. They're just cars. Personification. Cars with personalities. I just... Cars with souls. Yeah, soul car. What was that old so, one? Night Rider. <laughs> no, that, and that uh, the buggy one. The, the, oh, Herbie. Herbie, oh, yeah. Herbie goes bananas. Who's Herbie? Some kind of psychopath or something. <laughs> um, so that's all the news. I imagine this time next week we'll have a lot more news because next week is Comic Con. So I think we're going to see a Justice League trailer. I think we're going to see a Thor trailer. I think we're going to see an Avengers trailer and an Aquaman trailer. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Mm. Um, they also put up at the D23 Expo this really big statue of Thanos, like, which is meant to be pretty screen accurate. How is Thanos related to Disney? Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns Marvel. Oh, uh, that's yeah. true. Disney does own everything. You want to know a funny little tidbit about Disney? Um, because I, I am doing the school production at the moment, which is a Disney production. Yes. And in part of their contract, they say that you are not allowed to get sponsorship from or like, um, or pair advertisement with following brands of like sellable products, firearms, which is understandable, mm-hmm. alcohol, which is understandable, um, uh, tobacco, and feminine hygiene products. Whoa. So you yeah. can't, so you can't be like Disney's period show. <laughs> sort I mean, of thing I, like that. I understand. I understand. They, when you put it like how, that, like they're, it literally like says in their contract, you are not allowed to like affiliate this show with feminine hygiene products because Disney is so clean cut. They don't want to be associated with something as a natural, unnatural as period. I think it's. I think it also has to do with the fact that their audience tends to be very young, like mm. it's prepubescent. So mm. it's not even that. I agree with you. I don't think. But it's dildos, a... dildos. Oh no, sorry. Clean. It said um, <laughs> one of the other things was like adult products. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're never going to see a Donald Duck themed douche. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's <Dull> right. <laughs> um, 
Cool. Uh, so I guess the next p- part thing to do is review some stuff. Mm-hmm. Tana, do you want, have you watched anything? Uh, the things that I've watched are TV shows. Cool. Well, maybe I'll start with a movie review, and we'll give Josh a chance to review something, and then we'll just yeah. jump into TV. Well, cool. Uh, if I have one. Well, you, you saw Spider-Man. Yeah, I did. Cool. Um, <laughs> so I watched a movie, nothing new. We were going to re- review Baby Driver this week. Um, but I got sick, so we didn't get a chance to go to the movies. So we'll probably have seen Baby Driver this time next week, so we'll be able to review it then, hopefully. Um, I think that's... Th- and The Circle, I think, is out now as well, which I really want to oh, see. Cool. The Circle? Is yeah. it a horror movie? No, it's the Emma Watson, Tom Hanks movie. Oh, it's right. more of a thriller. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that other one that's on Netflix. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, no, not that one. Um, but apparently it's not very good, but I still want to see it. No, it's not. Uh, just oh. quickly to update, I still haven't finished Braveheart. <laughs> That's where you I still work. have 37 minutes to go um, Okay, so I watched a movie the other day called History of Violence It's an older film, it came out like 2005 um, Starring Viggo Mortensen uh, Aragorn from the Lord of the Rings films mm-hmm. um, And it's essentially I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it Because it's a great movie um, But it's about this kind of family in a small town um, And Viggo Mortensen plays this guy Who just runs like a local diner and stuff And he's closing up uh, the chopper one like one night and there's two thugs come in and they want to like they hold the diner up and they're about to like shoot this woman and then Viggo Mortensen out of nowhere just kills these two dudes like and like just like out of like just he's like the perfect killer and it makes no sense based on everything mm. we've seen from so far and everyone's like oh wow he's a town hero and everyone's like celebrating him and he doesn't want any of the fame or anything he's like look I just did what anyone would do just come on leave me alone let's just mm. kind of move on and then a couple of days later some people start coming into the town to ask about him and they're suggesting that he has ties to the mob. Oh, okay. And so suddenly this story about this <clears throat> small town like businessman is kind of like, well, maybe he isn't you know, the person he says he is and maybe he's got this dark past. And most of the film is trying to figure out whether he is that person or not. Like, is he who he says he is? Is he not? Is he this worst thing? Um, and also the implications it has on his family, like his son's constantly bullied. And then one day he's just like, Loses and beats the crap out of these two bullies. So it's a really awesome scene. Like mm. it's really great. Um, but yeah, so it's this kind of it's. A, I wouldn't say say it's a mystery so much. Like I kind of figured out what I, what I thought was happening pretty early on. Mm. Um, but the performance is excellent, and it's just like a really satisfying, well put together film. Like it's just told very well. Like uh, David Cronenberg was the director. He also directed The Fly um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so I'm going to give this movie eight coffee pots out of ten. Eight coffee pots. Does he kill someone with the coffee pot? I'm not going to say anything, but the coffee pot will make sense when you watch it, as ah. all of our review techniques. <laughs> yes. Nice. Cool. cool. Josh. Josh watched Spider-Man. Oh, I watched Spider-Man. Yay. <laughs> now, Spider-Man's cool because it comes with pre-dead Ben. <laughs> yes, that's right. So we don't go through Sorry, that whole no. ordeal. And not, not another spider bite. Mm. And mm-hmm. I feel for once he's actually the age of... Yes. Yeah. Spider-Man, and mm. you feel the and sense... behaves like Spider-Man. Yeah, and you feel like he's got that sense of wonder, like that the real Spider-Man would have, or the one depicted in the comics and cartoons and stuff. Like mm. he's, you know, he's a teenager. Of course, he's going to abuse his powers. You know, he's not just going to, you know. But the other ones felt like they were just like the young adults dealing with yeah. drama more. I mean, when Tobey Maguire was like forty, when he was, <laughs> I mean, I will say this. I think Tobey Maguire was a pretty good Peter Parker, and I thought Andrew Garfield was a pretty good Spider-Man. But the other versions, they weren't. Like, yeah. Peter Parker was kind of like, 
Woohoo, Spider-Man. <laughs> and Andrew Garfield was far too, like, cool yeah. to Peter Parker. Like, he was skateboarding down the hallway. Like, and... I, like you look at him and you just go, oh, I just want to make out with you. Like, that's like, not how you should feel he's about very, like, He's very attractive. Yeah. Whereas this kid, like, this Tom, yeah, Tom, 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 he's mm. an ugly kid, mm. but, like, I also see, like, he's very kind of preppy and stuff. Yeah, yeah you, you get that sense, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's, you got that nerd sense, you got that heart, and mm-hmm. then you got that, that wonder sense where he's just excited about everything and he's mm. over-enthusiastic and that makes him over-cocky. Mm. And that sort of leads to the theme of the movie where he just wants to become this huge superhero. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on this journey and figures out that maybe it's not such a good idea to take mm-hmm. on too much because he's going to miss out on other segments of and his you gotta life. And you've got to work to earn your stripes. You can't just jump to that point already. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so I've got this question. All right, so... Has Spider-Man ever produced his own webs from his wrists? Um, no. So that's not in the comics. So, but that was kind of genius. Uh, Go, yeah. Didn't you say there's one comic where like he does it so much that it like oh like he's been Spider-Man for so long that he starts to naturally create in his wrists webs? I think that might be. I think it happens in, like Spider-Man 2099, which is like a future Spider-Man. Where I think, oh, okay. And I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote me. But so yeah. he's never been able to shoot. No, so organically made webs from. His but that was kind of just spin. That was kind of genius at the time that Sam Raimi did that because this this one works really well. But like in the Andrew Garfield one, you're kind of like, hang on, he didn't make any of this stuff himself. Like he yeah. just stole it, and it was kind of weird. Like the wrist, like the ones on this one, the wrist web shoes look really good. But in the Andrew Garfield one, they're not don't look as good. They're kind of strange. What's the Toby Maguire one? He just had them come out of his wrists. So, right. Yeah. yeah, the organic one, which is kind of cool because at the time, like I think it would have looked silly to have those like the wristbands or whatever. But um, but yeah, so no, as far as I know, except for maybe that future story, he hasn't produced it. Yet. Because my thing is, the only thing at this point that makes Spider-Man half Spider is the fact that he can. Does he? Uh, hang on, in the new movie, do we actually see him uh, scale walls? Yeah, he cl- crawls mm. up the monuments. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm just he, trying to remember. I've got this Maguire one stuck in my head. <laughs> and he crawls in um, through the bedroom window on the roof. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, he's got super strength and he can climb. Mm. So I was thought like it's not such a bad idea that he creates the webs because that means he's more spider. Yeah, but he was also bitten by a spider. Yeah. Like he still was bitten by a spider, so I think that's where you kind of guess the name from, like. Yeah. That's what caused him to have his and he ability. dresses like a spider. Yeah, kind of. A human yeah. a spider. Right. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. I thought Michael Keaton played a very good bad guy. I thought the Vulture was one of the best bad guys I've seen in a while. Yeah. He wasn't just like your, I'm going to rule the world because I need power. It was mm. like, I need to support a family. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to do it and stay out of my way. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, at one point he's like, I'm e- spoilers, I'm even going to let you walk out of here. And that sounds like a reasonable thing. It sounds like he, he's being logical. And yeah. Yeah, like he's real blue collar. He's like, look, I'm just a working man. And then the government took my job away. So I made a job for myself. And some people got hurt. But if they stood out of, out of my way, I wouldn't hurt them. Like, yeah. he even like kills that guy. And he's like, oh, I, that, that's not the gun I thought it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he plays really well. And I would say probably one of, if not the best, Marvel villains. <clears throat> like, Ego's pretty good. Wilson Fisk is really good in the Daredevil series. Um, but this one, like, you just understand his motives from the get-go, and you're never once been like, why does he want to do this? You so, the weird thing is you're sort of half-rooting for him as well. Yeah, and you never kind of, like... Um, he, he's, ne- he's not, like, going for glory. He's just kind of, like... Even at the end, he's just like he's not trying to be, like, this big cartoon character or villain. He's just like, 
He's like, I just need to get like one thing off that plan and I'll be fine. Like I'm not trying to take yeah, everything. And, and that's the great thing about it. It's it's like this cool sort of dynamic where he mm. gets distracted in the end, and that's the like the sort of area where like Spider Man gets that opportunity to to sort of hold him down and stuff and not actually kill him. So mm. uh, Spider Man actually gets to keep his sort of um, his moral values and stuff as well. Can I just say something? I'm on Wikipedia at the moment. One of the things said, after, like it talks about how uh, uh, about his artificial web shooters, mm-hmm. and then it says after he develops develops organic webbing. So at some point he does develop mm. organic webbing. Spider Man gives the web shooters to his wife Mary Jane as a Valentine's Day present after having changed into changed them into bracelets and weakening the pressure required so that she can use the bracelets for self defense. I think. This is in. This says like that. It's in some issues. The web shooters require tremendous pressure to fire, requiring ordinary humans to use hammers or similar objects. So like, he needs to have the extra strength in order to use them. Mm. Um, Which and then, clearly isn't the case in the movie because Ned uses them. At yeah, one point. that's right. <laughs> um, and then later on, it says according to Spider-Man in 1994, Spider-Man the animated series, after the spider had bitten him and the genetic infusion had took. Uh, giving the enhanced strength, etc. Spider had also passed on to him an intrinsic knowledge of how certain proteins and enzymes can be combined to make the spider silk itself, which he then stored in cartridges, which are then stored mm. in pouches for the web shooters. So it's like the spider gave him the understanding of how to create the webbing. In that cartoon sort of, version. In that cartoon Yeah, version. I think in this one he's just like a kid genius. Yeah. Because we just see him make the webbing in which, the classroom and stuff. Just yeah. still in... in relation to his original character. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. What would you rate it, Josh? Uh, five vultures. No, four. No, four vultures out of five. Cool. So that's an eight out of ten. Is it? Yes. <laughs> um, but you can do it out of five. You're the guest. You do what you want. No, no. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I Like, I don't want to give away the five. Yeah. Tina finally, uh, gave, Tina finally gave away her top marks last week. Yeah. What, what was it? She I gave, gave, it she gave Spider-Man 10 out of 10. 10. Yeah, you thought you liked mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, um, can I just say one more thing? Go for it. Um, according to Wikipedia, it says, In the disassembled storyline, Parker undergoes a transformation that results in the ability to produce organic web fluids from his wrist and is able to fire his webbing in much the same manner as his artificial web shooters. According to the new 2007 Spider-Man handbook, Parker has grown spinnerets his four arms that terminate those blah 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 blah. But apparently there is a storyline where he Yeah. Mm. Where he can make webbing in this disassembled storyline. Yeah, it's funny, like, because my introduction to Spider Man was obviously the first movie. Like I didn't really watch a lot of, I didn't don't really remember any Spider Man cartoons growing up as a kid or whatever. <laughs> it's but, from the Spectacular Spider Man volume two, two thousand fourteen. Oh, yeah. I watched the, the cartoons growing up, they were awesome. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've got a so many good villains. I've got a couple like stashed away upstairs actually. Um, but so my introduction was in the movie, so I always thought it was organic until later on. And I remember at first time time it was web shoes, I hated that idea. I'm like, no, it like, makes it more sense for it to be organic. But now I actually do prefer the web shooters. I do kind of like... Because it kind of puts... It makes his job just a little bit tougher. Like, he can't just rely on constantly having webbing. Like, he has to manufacture it. He can run out of it and stuff. And we do mm-hmm. see, like, it puts him in a jam when his web shoes get taken off him in the movie as well. So. Well, I sort of, like... My sort of feeling was, which was addressed in the movie, was if Spider-Man... If Spider-Man's suit and, like, gear is what makes him Spider-Man... 
Mm. then what's the point of having these extra powers? What does the, yeah. the what does the, the spider bite give him besides yeah, that's right. strength? So I th- I think that he should be able to make organic webbing. That's where I agree. Mm. On well, that, they so. they might do that later on. Like they're going for a couple more movies, so we might see that happen. Yeah, that's true. But I I, I don't know how favorable it is to other people because I understand it's sort of like like implausible that you could just shoot. Mm. webs out of holes in your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that. I mean, well, I, I mean, we shoot snot out of our nose, don't we? Yeah, we have plenty of holes. We don't climb buildings with We have plenty of holes. Um, but then we do also have, like, the but Hulk. But it's a radioactive you know I mean? spider, James. Well, what I'm saying is, like, we have, like, characters like the Hulk and stuff, so I don't think we yeah. worry about logic too much. Like, mm. they build a universe that, where they're, like, they've explained it all, so I'm like, look. Yeah. It's always in the real world. But they've given me enough information and justified enough. I'm like, cool, this is how the world is here. Yeah, like, that's right. Um, but I do think it's cool that he rejected the Iron Spider suit at the end. Yeah. Mm. Sort of like, uh, and he, he, I think he reversed his suit mode as well. The well, for the training, he put the training yeah, wheels back yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. So he's he, using his, like, pure, like, raw skills and stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. I want to watch that one again as well. Wonder Woman and Spider-Man definitely deserve a second watch. Yeah, for sure. Great. Tina, time to review something. Uh, You've been so, slouching this episode. Slouching? I'm yeah. talking heaps. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I, I've started watching um, three new shows. One of them we're watching together, which mm-hmm. I'll review last. Sure. Um, but I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is just like, it's so fun. It's such a fun show. Like, it's so stupid and over the top and like fake drama but man it's just good like you can't stop watching it Mm. and just what i love about it is like um it's no holes barred basically sort of thing so um it has a whole bunch of catchphrases like ladies start your engines (laughs) um and when they lose she goes sashay away (laughs) Yeah, but my favorite one, my favorite one is like they always end the episode in like a uh, a tiebreaker where they have to lip sync for your life. Yeah, that's what's crazy about. Before you do, because I watched, I came home and you were watching it, and it's obviously like part project one way. Yeah, but it's also like you're not, you can't drag show. You got to be not only a good seamstress, but also a good drag queen. Yeah, but then like yeah, if you're in the bottom two. The way they figure out you just do a lip sync battle. Yeah, that's how they wins. vote you whoever out. Whoever he likes the best is the, and it's not even like they don't even vote. He just goes, "I like that person." Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, but that's what drag drag performers do. They lip sync. Yeah. Sort of thing. So that bit makes sense. And then she goes, "Lip sync for your life." And then he goes, "And ladies, don't fuck it up." <laughs> and that's just like. As if that's allowed on, like, national television. It's I nuts. love it so much. And even, like, even when he gives them the thing that they need to do, um, and he's like, you know, you need to make a dress out of a potato sack or whatever, and then he goes, ladies, don't fuck it up. Yeah. And it's just like, and they're calling each other bitches, and they're like, um, this bitch better be watching where she bitches, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, and you're just like... Oh my god! I think the thing that works about it because I did say a little bit, and I wasn't, I wasn't like Ugh, another show. <laughs> like I've come home and seen you watching Project Runway, and I prefer this because it's just pure cheese. Where I'm like, yeah, there's some entertainment value to it. The same way like a Beauty and the Geek has entertainment yeah. value. Like it's not good, no. but it's it's cheesy. Um, and um, my friend Avril, who watches a lot as well, she told me 
there's like another show on there called Drag uh, Drag Race Untucked or whatever. Yeah, I haven't started watching. So that So all yet. it is is it's like it follows. It's like a, the it's like the after show, and it's just okay. them like in the green room bitching about the episode. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so like it probably works if you're watching free to air, but on a streaming service it probably doesn't. Like yeah. So it's kind of like Big Brother on like uncensored, where it's just like the off cuts. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost like. Um, I imagine what they would do normally is they'd play the regular episode and then be like, um, uh, now the girls are at the back and the yeah. claws are out. Or whatever. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what they're yeah. doing. That's just like them whinging about the whole episode. Uh, um, oh, man. I can't wait to watch it some more because, like, you know how, like, you do GIFs for people on Facebook and mm. stuff like that? Um, so I typed in RuPaul in the GIF and it has, like, ones of, like, they're falling down, they're like trying to do splits and all this kind of, it's just really funny. So, mm. um, I give it, um, <clears throat> uh, eight high heels at ten nice. so far. Um, I'm only in season two. The other, one of our dogs is growling. Luna's a very long grumpy. growl. Yeah. Um, one of the other shows I've started watching is, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, which I've only I'm only a couple of episodes in. I think it's like three or four episodes in, um, and I'm really liking it. I'm really really liking it. I like Drew Barrymore. I like uh, Tim. Tim Oliphant. Yeah. He's great. He's such a good actor. Oliphant. Yeah. Oliphant. Remember he was like the um, the sexy yeah, salesman yeah, in the right. office, and um, then I said. So then she said, that is the biggest <laughs> penis, penis I've, I've ever seen. seen. I said, that's why I wrote to the penis museum. <laughs> tickets are a hundred dollars. No, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's really good. My only thing is that um, I think the characters that Tim and Drew Barrymore are playing are the way that they're voicing the characters is a little bit like, I don't know, like rehearsed. Okay. Like the lines just seem rehearsed a bit. Right, so you thing. can see that they're acting? A bit, yeah. I think. Okay. I think so. Do they feel like a bit soapy or something? Like no, not in that way. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a realistic show, so therefore no, they don't have to right. act realistically. Yeah, so it's sort of like a. It's. I wouldn't say slapstick, but it's like some form of like. Mm. Weird well, it's like like acting. like the the bit where she's like um they're trying to bury the body, yeah. right? And the husband's, like, digging the grave to, bur- to bury the body. And she's like, oh, by the way, you know, this house is going for sale. It's this beautiful home. Yeah. And the way she's just sort of saying it is like, I feel like you've said that before. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing like that. So it doesn't have the, I'm going to go all actor nerdy on you. It doesn't have the Stanislavski uh, method of acting of the, uh, the um, illusion of the first time. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've seen that in... Uh, and stuff as well like mm-hmm. I mean to reference one of your favourite movies Grown Ups mm-hmm. um, the opening scene or one of the opening scenes is like all the boys are put <coughs> together for the first time in years <coughs> and Adam Sandler Kevin James Chris Rock and David Spade who are all friends in real life yeah and they're like hey man and like telling jokes and making fun of each other and I'm like this feels so fake like you guys are friends in real life it should, <laughs> yeah. it should feel so natural like you can just see it mm. um but so. I, I really, really like it. Yeah, I haven't watched and, it yet. I'm the only one at the table has um, it. Again, I'm surprised with how much you're getting away with in that show. I think because it's like a Netflix show, mm. you can just do whatever say you whatever you want and do whatever you want because there's no rating. Mm. Sort of well, there like is. That. Like, it still gets an Australian classification, but... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, but because it's, it's not on commercial television, you can do what you want. Yeah. I think there's less um, people dictating yeah. how it should play out. I think mm. that's the best thing about Netflix is they're sort of giving... I assume they're giving a bit more ownership back to the the creative people who are mm. making these these shows. Mm. But well, I I really really like it and I want to watch some more and it's really gross as well. Like you yeah. you you get surprised that you go oh my god like because it's a comedy show. Mm. Kind of reminds me of um Desperate Housewives a bit. Okay. Which I never watched. I only watched like snippets of. But it does remind me a lot of Desperate Housewives. I it's, think because of that, like that, that that feel that neighborhood feel. Yeah. Sort mm. of thing. What were you gonna say? Yeah, it's got that sort of, like, bang joke, bang mm. joke. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Um, so, I do want to check it out. So, no, I've heard of it. chirpy sort of vibe, that the, the tone is sort of morbid. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like yeah, like, kind of a regular suburban neighbourhood, but something's just not quite right about mm, it. That's right. Um, yeah, like, I've heard you both talk about it now, so I do want to sit down and watch it. Mm. Just, yeah. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to give it seven of Nathan Fillion's fingers out of ten. Okay. Why his <laughs> yeah. fingers? You you gotta watch the first episode. You've seen the first episode. Oh no, he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is a really good character. That guy's always good. Um, So seven fingers from Nathan Fillion. I just realised you guys rate things out of ten, and I'm just yeah. Get more accuracy. Get more accuracy. James just fucking like changed my score. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, "No, you're the guest. Do what you want." We should rate it out of 100 and be like, I give it 87 out of 100. Oh, God, that's the worst. Um, well, I'll talk about something and then we'll go. We'll finish off with the big one. Yeah. Um, I started watching Preacher. Mm. Um, I'm only one episode in, um, and I've been, read, I've been reading the books, and I love the books. <coughs> and I watched the first episode, and I was like, none of this is in the book. Um, and so what I've heard and what I understand is that the first season is basically a prequel to the books, which is fine. Like, that's cool. Like, um, But it's pretty good. You're just telling me to stop? Like, no, I um, it's, um, so for people who don't know what the story of Preacher's about, it's about this, um, preacher, uh, hence the title, uh, in Texas, and in the book he already has it, but in the show it takes a little while to get it, um, he's imbued with the power of God, so if you ever saw that movie Horns, where Daniel Radcliffe could make them do anything he wanted just by saying it to them, that's what he has, so he can tell people, like, if he tells them to do something, they'll just obey. Yeah. Um, and it's really gritty and dark. Um, and dry and like it's unlike anything I've ever read before like, it's so cool like it's, ba- it's basically yeah this preacher this rock star vampire and this female hitman assassin type thing um, and they're basically on a road trip to try and find God and send him back to heaven because he's just like abandoned heaven so that's what the book's about how does the preacher have the powers? Um, well the, in the book I haven't got up to the point where they explained it in the first episode there's this mis- there's this weird like mystical force that keeps like, going into different churches around the world, and every person it goes into, they just explode like seconds later because they can't handle how powerful it is. Yeah. And at the end of the first episode, it goes into him, and he can contain it. So he's like I guess like the chosen one or whatever. The way they try to do it in this. Yeah. Um. So they haven't really explained it in the books yet. So I'm hoping they will. But if they don't, I don't mind. Like every screenshot I've seen of the preacher, he just doesn't look happy. He's not. So is he like this sort of dry, sadistic sort of? No, he's not sadistic. He's um in the book, he never wanted to be a preacher. Um, he never wanted to be in the church at all. But he had this, um, this twisted family who abducted, like who killed his parents. Like he's had like a grandma and uncles and stuff, and they killed his parents, and they like abused him all the time. And they turned him, and they made him like join the church, or whatever. Like because they thought that he was like unclean and like you know not worthy of God's love and stuff. Right. 
Um, so I, I haven't looked at any of that in the show yet. I don't think it's dealt with in the first season, really. Um, but yeah, it's just about him trying to be better. At this point, he's just trying to be a better person and use this newfound power to help people. Um, but yeah, this girl who's a, an assassin, she's come back, he's an ex-girlfriend of his, and she's kind of causing trouble. And this vampire is just kind of hanging around, like, mooching off him and stuff. That sounds cool. It is. Like, it's, again, like, it's nothing like the book at this stage, but that's okay. Like, I don't mind it. I think, uh, casting... Oh, I've forgotten his name now. Um, the guy who plays young Howard Stark. Dominic Cooper? Yeah, Dominic yeah, Cooper. Yeah, so he plays the preacher, and he's fantastic. Like, totally enjoyable to watch. Um, the guy who plays the vampire, um, I can't remember his name, but he's been in stuff. I think he was in Misfits, that TV show Misfits. Um, and the girl, I think, is Ruth Negger, and I can't remember what she, I don't, don't know what she's from. I think she was in Misfits as well, actually, at one point. Um, but yeah, it's too early for me to review it, because I've only seen one episode. Um, but it's, it's good. Like, it's done really well, and, like, it earns its R rating. Like, it's super violent. Um, if my, my only complaint about the TV show at this point would be it's a little bit too stylized. Like, the beauty about that book is that it's so kind of dry and, like, it isn't meant to be fun. Like, there's some cool moments in it, but it's not, like, you know, like, shiny and, and clean and pretty. It's all very kind of realistic, whereas this is a little bit shiny and, and pretty. But I still really like it. So no review, no score at this point, but pretty sure people should definitely give it a go. Cool. What else have been watching, Tina? We've been watching... Ah! Bob's Burgers. <laughs> we have. It took us... Ten years almost. We finally started watching. It's been bo- out for ten years. I think seven. No. Two thousand ten. It started. I think. Wow. Australia didn't get it for ages. Yeah, like, and then we've mm. only had season one. We don't have any other seasons, um, but luckily you can Fox get them on. Foxtel's had them for a few years. Yeah, so. we were able to get them online, so it was okay. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's really good. It's really it's, good. It's my new happy place. Like I come mm. home. Even when I have night shifts, I come home and we just chuck on a couple episodes because it's so enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm very, very picky when it comes to adult cartoons. Mm. Um, or cartoons tailored towards adults. Like, I don't like Archer. Um, oh, I have no interest in watching BoJack Horseman or anything like, like that. Um, so, yeah. So, when I first was showing this, I didn't like it uh, because I think I wasn't shown, like, a good episode or like okay. I, I don't know like I wasn't in the right mindset and I just didn't really like it and then um so that's why I never really had an interest in it and then yeah like we started watching it and it's just hooked it just, it just clicked yeah mm. I would say like it is second only to maybe like this first 10 seasons of Simpsons like, mm. I, like Simpsons is definitely my favourite cartoon and then this and Rick and Morty are bad on par like they're both great yeah I feel like this just feels refreshing because it's like it's your, your standard sort of family cartoon. You're yeah. like, it looks from the outside, you're like, oh, another another Simpsons. But mm. then they, they start saying stuff and doing stuff. Mm. You're like, hang on. Like, the, the family guy has this crude sort of thing, but like, yeah. uh, Bob's Burgers does it in a different way where you're sort of like, oh, that's really smart and funny and yeah. immature, but like, mm. not a family guy immature. Yeah, yeah, like, Family Guy definitely leads And it's into definitely not like as dis- like, no offense, but disgusting as Archer. Sort of thing. Like, Archer's just like <laughs> fucking yeah. shit. Sorry. I just hate Archer. <laughs> it's okay. It's when I just saw the episode. He didn't make it, so it's all no, good. I know, but like, the first episode I. Was it the first episode we watched? I haven't watched it. And like, any he other walks things. in on his mum masturbating or something like that. 
Yeah, and know. it's the old lady from from Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't need to watch a cartoon of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still willing to give Archer a go, especially because now that I know that the guy who voices Bob voices Archer. Yeah. So yeah. was season two, season oh, yeah. one. I so was season two, and it took me a while to get it. It did take me a while. It took me a while to get it in, into BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I remember we watched a couple of episodes together, and I really dug it. I dug how weird it was. Like, yeah. and that's the thing. I like my stuff weird, whereas Tina likes a little bit more. Not weird? Yeah. 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 Not as a clean cut, but just like a little Bo- bit more... It, it looks Makes sense. Bojack's something you can re- follow. Bojack's sort of serious. It's got that... Yeah, it's really dry sort of, all the time. Yeah, very... It's the driest sort of cartoon I've watched. Mm. Um, but like even Rick and Morty, like the first time... I watched an episode with you and I liked it. And then I went home to watch it on Netflix to give it a go. And the first episode I just couldn't get into it. I got like 10 minutes and I was like, you know what? Like, I just, first episode isn't great, yeah. But then I went back and rewatched it and I loved it. Like, it just took a little bit of what. Um, I think the second episode is the Inception episode. Yeah. And yeah. that is genius. Like, Once you've watched all the episodes again, you can go back and see the first episode and you're like, I can appreciate this. So, mm. you know, yeah. Season. The next episode, season three, is out soon as well. Like, the next yeah. episode is out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and that first episode back was genius. Like, so good. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good it was. Good, yeah. Sorry, go on. I feel like this is like. Something we should be talking about for the something else for another show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but getting back to Bob, so I guess that's what we were talking about. Yeah, like it's just it's consistent as well. Yeah. As well. There hasn't been a bad episode. Mm, like, no. yeah. like some songs are more memorable and some jokes are more memorable. Like my favorite thing at the moment is Jean dressed up as Bob. Yeah, like it's mini so Bob. Good. It's so funny. I, I mean, when they did the reveal finally, I laughed heartily for yep. like thirty seconds. Like I just could not stop. I was like, ha 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 ha, mm. like constantly. And I was crying. Like Tina when she's scared. All the characters are great. Like it's very rare for like a, to have like a cast of a family or whatever and have them and all. And all great characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in The Simpsons, like I don't care about Maggie. And like, I don't care. You, like you kind of go, oh Marge, and you go, oh Lisa. Yeah. Like it's really Barton. Ma- uh, Mar- yeah, yeah, yeah. Marge has some good ones. Like I just think they're neat. Yeah. Um, and he's more made Pepsi from the dance. <laughs> he just watches his itchy and mitchy like, cartoon. That's like Futurama as well. Like, yeah. They're all cool characters, but you know, there's, there's you don't just really like care few... about Who's the Jamaican guy? Yeah, yet? I was about to say him as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't uh, care about him. Hermes and yeah. then Amy. They're still mm. cool, and they still add bits and pieces, yeah. but like, you know, there's a, a subsection of like just mm. a few characters that just make up the show. Yeah. Even the characters that don't appear all the time are still funnier and better, yeah. and more enjoyable than the ones that are actually on there. Mm. But they, they're they just there to offset the rational mm. behaviour. Yeah, of the, no, that's exactly right. The better characters. But um, yeah, like, I think the one I liked the least at the beginning was Linda. But then within like five episodes, I'm like, no, she's great as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, Linda's going to be like that that moral sort of compass for mm. the family. And then you just see her doing the craziest shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, more Bob. Bob's more the moral Bob's compass. Moral, yeah. I, it's interesting because it's him just like always just putting his head down and having to do all this yeah. crazy family. Yeah. And that's so cool because like from this point, we've all only seen like males. Like, so mm. the main character being a male. Yeah, and, and him being marriage. crazy sort of thing yeah, like that, yeah. like man-child sort well, of Well, yeah. I guess, mm. it's, I mean, was married with children a bit like that as well? Like, wasn't he kind of just like, I'm just trying to do my job and I have a crazy family? Or was that... Uh, I can't really know. Married with children was just, he was just a lazy ass. Okay. And so the mum did all the, did everything. Cause I thought and she he was... just, he literally just sat on the couch with his hand in his pants and so, he didn't do Because I thought she was very flamboyant and very, like, showy and stuff. Yeah, she uh, is, but are. like... Yeah, so like, you know, for instance, the girl, the, the kids are like completely unruly because neither parent parents them. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, but you're right, like he is, um, but he does look crazy every now and then, like Bob. Yeah, he just has this mm. sort of mini breakdown, he just does something crazy. Um, but all the kids are great. Like, I remember when it first started, my favourite character was Louise. 
and my least favorite was Tina. Hmm. But now they're all good. But Gene is just so good. Like he just has like his outbursts are just the best. <laughs> like when he gets like really loud and stuff. Um, yeah, I love it. It's the best discovery. One of the best discoveries we've made this year, I'd say. Like, mm. and, and it's good because you got a backlog of just seasons. Yeah. And it feels instantly rewatchable. Like, if tomorrow <laughs> comes, like, hey, we have to start from the beginning again, we're like, all right, cool. Let's yeah. do it. Like, it's so enjoyable. It, it just adds to them shows that you can watch on TV, like, when they have the cartoon era or something, you'd be mm. like Simpsons Futurama yeah. and Bob's Burgers are playing. You're like, mm. oh, that's good. Mm. Like, I feel like Family Guy, like, I, I, at one stage, I was happy to watch all the, the episodes again, but. With Family Garden, just like, oh, not this episode again, not yeah. this episode again. It does, mm. kind of doesn't hold up either. Like, I haven't watched in a couple of years now. I'm thinking a few seasons behind. But I mean, no, I have no desire to catch up. Like, because at one point, they just like, kind of flipped the switch into overdrive. We're like, we're just going to be full on crass now. And mm. I don't mind crass humor. Like, I love South Park. But they use it very... They abuse it. I, 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 maybe abuse is not the <laughs> right word. But, like, I feel like South Park does its... Like, they do it... They're very clever with the way they use clever. it. They're clever. Mm. They're smart. They use it with impact. Yeah, whereas Family Guy is kind of like, yeah, we're just going to say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. it just becomes a bit vulgar, and it's like, you don't sit there and go, oh, that was, that was really funny, and I'm going to laugh about mm. that later. It just feels vulgar, and like, it, it's, it's good for a laugh then, but it doesn't really stick mm. with you. Because Bob's is actually pretty clean. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, there's been like a little bit of minor swearing, but really nothing all that kind of full on. I mean, I think the first episode they had the pedophile burger. <laughs> well, that's funny, because yeah. like, they still talk and about like, like, it comes the free candy. Yeah. They talk about two taboo issues, and they make it funny. Without, yeah. like, where uh, Family Guy talks about taboo issues and sort of makes it feel a little bit more darker than it needs to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love it. Look, and it's also one of the few new cartoons that I dig, despite the fact that I don't really like digital animation. Like, mm. I prefer style animation and hand-drawn. That's one of the reasons why I don't like the Lady Simpson stuff. Like, So you're saying digital, Bosberg's digital. I thought it was digital. Yeah, all cartoons are digital these yeah. days. Like, you can tell, like, if you watch, like, a Simpsons episode from the first ten seasons, mm. you can sometimes say it's, like, smudges and stuff. You can tell that someone took the time and effort to lovingly craft this yeah. cartoon. Mm. And you watch new stuff, it's all digital. It's like Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, like, Family Guy's always been digital and stuff. And I'm just not a fan of that animation style. But this, they get away with it because it's so good. It, it's... I don't I've, care I've, about the animation. You know what? I, I, some stages I was like, this is digital. But then I was like, no, because, like... The line works too good. It looks like it's hand drawn, and mm. yeah, well, there you go. Well, right. it's like this is an example because obviously, like um, as the character moves, like they have to create all the they have to show cell by cell the mm. movement of the character. So yeah. you get stuff like that yeah. sort of thing where the faces are just completely you get that in between. War- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like the the picture of Ned Flanders where he's like got the okay symbol and half his neck's missing and oh bloody google every time i say okay like, like you can tell the simpsons right this is like an animation trick when when the eyes start around so like you mm. got one frame where the eyes are in one place you mm. got like the middle frame where the eyes are like stretched as lines yeah that's and right and then you got the final frame where yeah the eyes are in the that's exactly place what's going on in like this the, picture the movement. Mm. and if they're actually having drawn like another five frames where the dot moves from yeah one to the yeah. yeah um that's the ned flanders one where his neck's not in his jumper <laughs> as well. So it's like a mistake uh, yeah. in yeah. the animation. Um, so I don't know whether we need to score it or, or anything, but I'd definitely give it a nine. Like, it's just... What, what are you going to yeah. use as your, your score? Um, burgers? Pedophile burgers? Seems too obvious, because I made that joke already. What uh, about... Uh, uh, Jimmy Jr.'s butt. <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine butts? That's it, yeah, let's do nine butts. Nine butts. Um, yeah, I dig it. I can't say enough good things about it. Like, I, again, like, we're almost... We just started season four. I couldn't imagine, like, watching anything where I'm like, 
Wow, like, I mean, season four and everything has been as good as previously. Like, there's no, like, kind of bad episodes at this stage. Mm. Also, I feel like sometimes you forget you're watching a cartoon with Bob's Burgers. I mean, I say that very, very, very lightly, but, like, the characters, like, they're not doing crazy things. It's more like you're watching um, Family Ties with Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like, like it is just a sitcom, like, Mm. um, just has to be animated. um, Because it's very... It's for the mo- for the most part, real things happen. Like there's an episode where like a metallic shark buries its way into the bottom of a restaurant, yeah. and they destroy it with ice cream. But aside from that, like most of the things are like kind of pretty grounded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you can enjoy it. Like it, it's you, you can forget that it's a cartoon. Mm. I guess as well. Not that if if you have a problem with that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I just I love it so much. I'm so glad we finally had time to watch it. Um, that's a lot of reviews. So you know what time it is, Tina. Is it that time, time to spill all the chocolates. It's <laughs> trailer trash. Feel free to have some. I don't feel like I'm, I'm all. Is that for our viewers or for me? Viewers, listeners as well. If you can reach into your iPods and digitally Eat accept some of my chocolate coated sultanas. Um, I don't know if anyone else watched trailers, but I watched a couple of not so good ones recently. So I don't think I've watched any trailers. You watched both of these ones. So. Oh, did I? Um, so in the first of unnecessary remakes slash sequels. They did a, a released a trailer for Death Note, the American mm. remake, um, based on the Japanese anime, obviously, and then later there was a Japanese live action film as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's two Which live action really films. We mm-hmm. watched both of them, and they were pretty good. Mm. Depressing, but mm. good. Um, they messed me up for a while, so they're pretty depressing. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I'm, yeah, it was ages ago. <laughs> so when we first moved out, like, how's me five years later? Um, I don't think every movie that comes out needs. To have be remade, like just because they don't speak the, the native tongue that you do. Like subtitles exist, it's fine. Mm. Or just do an English dub. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't need to have remakes just because people are too lazy to read subtitles. Sometimes things are better in uh, other languages. Definitely, films. absolutely. There's some great foreign films. I watched a bunch this year already. Um, it just doesn't look great. It looks very. It looks pretty American. Do you remember the trailer at all, Tina? Or? Um, yeah, I remember bits of it. Mm. Um, I guess that goes to show you that, yeah, it was not a very good trailer. It didn't leave an impact. it didn't leave much of an impact. Mm. Um, I think the I think the CGI for Rue was pretty cool. Mm. Was his name Light? No, the guy's name's Light. And then Isn't it's Ryuk or, yeah. Ruk or something. I can't remember how it's called. I thought it was Rue. Well, there's a K. It might be Silent K. Mm. I thought the animation for him was really cool. Um, I mean, I'll say this. The one saving grace is it's voiced by Willem Dafoe, who is a legitimate psychopath. Yes. So when you want to see a god of death, you want someone who's legitimately a psychopath. I can't remember, like... I can't really remember what ended up happening in Death Note in the movie. And so then I was like... When I was watching the trailer, I was like, is that what happened in the movie? So I don't know if it's like accurate to that or not. I can't remember either. It's been a while mm. since we watched that movie. Um, but yeah, like it's it's happening. I'll probably still go and check it out. Um, but I don't. I probably have... won't go check it out in cinemas. I did. Was it a Netflix? Is it a Netflix thing? Though? I thought it was a Netflix yeah. thing. No. I don't know. But it doesn't look great. But I'll still watch it because that's what we do here. We watch everything. <clears throat> you uh, watch everything. That's true. And uh, then the next trailer we watched for an unnecessary sequel, is A Bad Mum's Christmas. 
Yeah. Taking two genres that that are overplayed, terrible sequel and Christmas. Well, it's exactly the same movie. It is legitimately the same movie. And I, like it, when that trailer is. ended, I was like, "This needs to be better than the original," because the original movie wasn't great. Like it's fine, but there were better comedies, like better adult comedies out last year than that. Um, and yeah, it just seems like a real retread, except they're taking back Christmas now. Yeah, and they're like, you know, not wrapping presents properly, and they're like drinking while shopping, mm. and that's about it. And like, I did, I liked those characters in the first mm. movie. But because of the kind of tropes they use, there's no room to grow. Yeah. Like, um, Kristen Bell's character has to always be kind of awkward and weird. And neurotic. And, and maybe have a burst of confidence at one point during the film. Yeah. But if she's confident from the beginning, she has nowhere to move. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Hahn's character is always going to be a drunk, loudmouth. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's kind just of, stereotypes. Which is kind of disappointing because they're all great actresses and they mm. can do so much. Um, but, I mean, look, there's obviously... A, an audience for this movie, so... Mm. And can I just say, mm. I do not buy Christine Baranski as Mila Kunis' mum. Which one's that one? That one. Yeah, that is weird. I don't buy her as Mila Kunis' mum. Yeah. Like, especially considering... It, it's really off-putting because at the end of Bad Moms, you have that wonderful, like, um, credit sequence where they're talking to about the to moms? the actual moms. And then you watch the trailer for Bad Mom's Christmas and you go, oh, okay. Like, mm. they're not even going to try and make it look like her mum. Yeah. Sort of thing like that. And I'll, I'll be honest, that final credit sequence is better than anything in the movie. Like, yeah. it's really emotional. Yeah, that final credit sequence <laughs> is really good. I really like that. Mm. Um, so that's all the trailers, unless anyone's watching anything else. Nope. No. 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 There we go. Next week, I imagine there'll be a lot more trailer trash because, as I said before, Comic Con. So well, we went through a lot of reviews as well. We did. We have been going for almost an hour at this point. Yeah. Which means it's time to hit the topic of the week. Yes. We haven't had a topic in a while actually because we haven't had Nick, and we just kind of were reviewing stuff. Um, but now that we have a third person, it's always nice to discuss some unimportant things like these topics. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Nice. Um, because we have Josh in this week, and because he's a um, big fan of big video game fan, and also works in the games industry and all sorts of stuff, I feel like you have him in the wrong order. Well, both. <laughs> um, and we have a history of playing video games our entire lives together. Um, we were going to do a video game themed uh, topic, and then I was like, "Hmm, Tina doesn't play a lot of video games," so we kind of broadened the spectrum a little bit. This week we're going to talk about our top five characters we'd like to see in a movie who have never appeared in a movie. Never? Well, ideally, but we've made some 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 exceptions. It's fine. Um, so basically, we were talking about kind of you know TV characters, characters from books and games and stuff, stuff that we all have a chance to kind of dive into. But again, there's no real rules to it. Like, no one's going to get punished if they break the rules. <laughs> um, so, we, but we're just going to talk about characters that maybe deserve. The spotlight, because that's where we see most of our favorite characters in movies. So we're gonna try to give them their fair go, I guess. Mm. Tina, do you want to start the round? Sure. So I found this topic really hard. Thought you said that every week. <laughs> yeah, but this one's especially hard because every single character that I like already has a movie made about them. Mm. Like you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, John Green books. 
uh, Stephen King books. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything and everything has had a movie made about it. Um, so I'm going to start with my number five. Cool. Uh, and the key word in this, because we have the Lego Batman movie, yep. <laughs> but we do not have the Lego Harry Potter movie. Nice. Which I think would be really, really cool. Actually, I think that would be very cool. Yeah, yeah because it's just like magic. Yeah, That's and awesome. you, could, you could probably do more with the Lego Harry Potter movie than you could do with the Harry... The regular Harry Potter movie. Yeah, and you could totally, like, make more jokes about how, like, you know, um, I don't know, how Harry's parents are dead. Would you? No. Well, the, 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 Harry, the Lego games encompass everything that's, yeah. that's awesome, and mm. they, they put and a whimsical silly about, spin yeah. on everything, and mm. that, you saw that sort of, they, they did that take on the Lego Batman movie, and you, you saw the result that. Yeah. It'd be mm. nice. So they, this, well, the Lego Batman movie even had Voldemort in it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, but, you know, and it had right. Ray Fiennes mm. in it, but he didn't play Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. Um, would um, you want them to do stick to the books or do an original story that kind of took bits and pieces? Uh, I'd probably like an original story. I think that would work better, yeah. yeah like, because, I mean, we've... Do? We, I don't know. Maybe it's like... Um, while Harry's at school or something, and um, I don't know, like uh, he has like a big Quidditch. He's got the Quidditch Cup coming up, and and I don't know. You put me on the spot with the story now. Trying, there's got to be some Make sort of love. Story. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> Tina, it's got to be some sort of love interest, you know, yeah. whether it's Cho. Or whether it's Ginny. Well, there could even be like, like an exchange student. Like they could do that. Like, yeah, that sort of thing. I would do. Or like, like Harry. Like they have to like fly all around England to like, and they said so they go to different like or Scotland. So they go to different places. I think things that will work is you need to make Harry a cocky jerk, the way they did in like the Potter musical. Ah, uh, yeah. Or, or like <laughs> even the way they did with Batman. Like make yeah. him embrace the boy who's listening. And I think you need to make Dumbledore kind of. Like the Irres- Dumbledore in Potter Popper Pals? A bit irresponsible and kind of a fool. Like, yeah. not not the... Like, everyone's like, he's the greatest wizard, he's just terrible. Like, yeah. that's what you need to do. Like, <laughs> like he's basically the Lockhart. Like, yeah. he's going to make him, like, a real dope and stuff. And, yeah. like, he just, like, takes this credit and stuff. Dumbledore! So that kind of stuff. And then yeah. I think you should do... There should be a big battle, but maybe, like, the way they did made the Joker a misunderstood character. <gasps> maybe it's something like... Ron, like like Voldemort's trying to infiltrate the the Golden Trio, right? Mm. And so he like takes Polyjuice Potion to become Ron, and then there's like a massive battle between that's, Harry and Ron at the funny. end. Can you imagine thing. Voldemort trying to do what Ron does? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh Harry, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Uh... And it should just be the dumb, uh, the Voldemort head with orange we, hair. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know how they do the Polyjuice Potion yeah. in the video game. <laughs> Let's go play with some spiders, honey. Yeah. And he's got, like, you know, like, the Groucho mask glasses, so there's a nose. Yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't have a nose, yeah. so he yeah. needs a um, That'd be awesome. That'd be great. And mm. I, I guarantee you, like, we're, and, um, we're probably going to get that movie. And yeah, uh, the snake so. has, like, like a mouse ears on it. Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! You're like, oh, oh, when, oh, when did scabbers get so long? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's always been like that. He's overfed, you know? Yeah. So um, big. That's good. That'd oh, be amazing. That's and because it happens in all the Lego movies, what kind of cameos do you want to see? Like some other franchises. Um, there has to be a Lord of the Rings one. Yeah. 
Maybe um, so like, there can be some sort of joke on that. Maybe Gandalf is like interviewing for the role of headmaster or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because mm. he's a wizard. So maybe he's yeah. constantly getting involved and he's like, where's he's the like, ring? He's like, that's not how you do yeah. it. Sort of thing. It's like, shut up. She doesn't even go here. Um, and then, um, um, obviously it'd be good to see some of the superheroes like Iron Man and stuff mm. like that. Um, or like Thor more is... British like you got Doctor Who Lego now so maybe some Doctor Who like Thor could be come by and he's like if we call it science you call it magic yeah <laughs> like... yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, that's right um, maybe even some like the Disney Lego like Frozen or something like that yeah mm. yeah like Olaf's just like in the Frozen over the Great Lake yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's a great choice hmm Kick you. I'm really excited for this now. I guarantee. Why can't it happen? They'll definitely do it because they they've done two very successful Lego movies, so we're definitely going to get some mm. more. I hope so. Um, Josh. All right. So no one's going to know this, which I'm fine with. But so when I was a young boy playing my PlayStation, I found this game called Soul Reaver. Okay, so I didn't. All right. So you, James knows this, and a few other my friends would know this because I talk about it a lot. So it's the best vampire story I've ever, ever experienced. And I've got to experience it as a game because I've found no other vampire story has really been great. Mm. So what happens is, is this, this sort of vampire overlord makes five other sort of lieutenants from the priests of the, the, the I guess, the, the opposing force. Mm. Anyway, one of them, Raziel, evolves beyond him, so he grows wings. And like the Cain, the the vampire overlord does not, and he gets jealous and throws him into oh, the okay. abyss. Yeah, right. Very biblical. Yeah, mm. very cool. <laughs> and anyway, so he so he's dead. And you're like, oh no. And then anyway, this this what seems to be this like this god resurrects him as like this soul reaver. Mm. So now he doesn't harvest blood anymore. He harvests souls. souls. Oh, okay, and he cool. Goes, it's a thousand years have passed. Yeah. Um, do you want to avenge, you know, your, your murderer and take down all your, your brothers mm. for not, you know, stopping you? And he's like, okay. Mm. So he doesn't really question it outside because he's driven by revenge and he, he finds out that there's humans have been overrun so there's no more humans. They're, oh, they're, okay. They're, they're like, they're, there's only like worshippers and like a small group of them hidden away. And his brothers are over the time have uh, mutated into these, like, these disgusting vampires. Is it because creatures. they don't have any like humans to... Feed off? No, I think it's because they've just evolved over oh, thousands okay. of years. So yep. um, as time has gone on, they've become less human and more, they, they say, more divine, as oh, quoted. Okay, yep. Anyway, like, so Raziel finds out, like, um, that this guy who resurrected, re- resurrected him called the Elder God, the reason why he's, he doesn't like vampires is because he, he um, drinks souls. Oh, right? okay. And because vampires exist, their mm. souls never get... Like turns oh, the wheel of fate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So this guy is malnourished because like vampires exist in like this these huge packs, and yeah. the souls are not coming through. So he's hungry. So he makes this like creature to go out and steal all their souls back. So mm. when Raziel feeds, it goes straight to him. Mm. Anyway, so it happens over a few games, and he finds out that his like master isn't like a bad guy. He's just like he's he's doing what um, the prophecy tells him to do. So then they go oh, back okay. and forth through time and you find out that Cain is just an anti-hero. He's not actually, like, the bad guy. And yeah. Raziel ends up finding that the Elder God isn't really a god. He's just a parasite that can mm. feed off souls. And so, like, they go through time and you find, they find out, like, people have different masters and people are worshipping different things and that. And um, Raziel... Um, there's this other thing. 
um, called the the Blood Reaver or the Soul Reaver, right? Mm. So it's a sword as well. So oh, there's okay, two yeah. versions of the Soul Reaver, which is mm. Raziel and the sword. And so and, does he have to use a sword in order to be able to like reap the souls? Yeah, so, so think? Yeah. yeah, but you find out that the Soul Reaver is actually a future version of himself on his arm. Oh, okay. Right. <coughs> so like the soul, so like he be- in the future he, he becomes, becomes the sword. sword. Yeah, <laughs> and you just like, Psh. but like there's like. <laughs> So the sword uh, uh, sort of exists as a, uh, a physical form, and that's yeah. why everyone sort of wants it. Mm. And then you find out in the future games that people are going backwards and forwards through time to get it, and then eventually he finds out that he has to become one with the sword. So, uh, like, okay, he, because he is the sword. Because he is the sword. Mm. So like he's uh, at one point he's the only thing that has free will. Yeah. So like everyone's saying, you know, um, he's being used as a pawn by everyone else to get what they need. So mm. they use him to push and pull, like, history and stuff. And you go through different time periods and stuff. And it's really cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's 1995, and you're like, this is what they were doing in 1995 yeah. with voice actors and mm. stuff. And you're like, it was the only game of its kind, the only story of its kind. And I've never really seen a vampire story sort of uphold that sort of yeah. Yeah. since. I mean, that rivals, like, the big stories now. And it actually, like, goes through the concept of, you know, like, so often when you watch vampire stories, it's all about the vampires trying to overrule the humans and get power, and they never really do. And so it's always like, oh, well, you know, that's the end of the... Th- the vampires all die, sort yeah, of thing, yeah. whereas this is actually, like, not only, like, have they overruled it, but they've gone even further than that, sort of thing yeah. like that. Except so it's for, really cool. like, Daybreakers. Yeah, except for Daybreakers, yeah. which starts with the humans being... All but, all, like, all but gone. Um, farmed, basically. Yeah, yeah. Farmed and, and that like becomes that. their central problem. Yeah. How do they survive without them? Yeah. Mm. And that's that sounds really cool because it's like they seem to have created this world where vampires can survive with humans being less Important. prominent yeah, than vampires sort of thing yeah, like yeah. that. So that's And then these cool. other races, this other race, this other ancient race come forward and they actually mm. gave vampires bloodlust. So vampires didn't actually have the bloodlust. Oh, okay. So they cursed them. So mm. like uh, vampires were just like these divine beings. Mm. And like, yeah, then you have like the, these pillars that hold the world in balance. And like they get broken, so everything like these guardians get corrupted. So it goes into all these different places and all mm. this different lore and stuff and it's really great. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it feels like it's like, I mean, I don't want to put it like against Lord of the Rings, but mm. I'd say it's like vampire Lord of the Rings, mm. definitely. Mm. So do you want a movie of like all of that or just following the one character? Well, there's there's two, ga- the game's split off into two sections where they follow the the, the vampire overlord Kane and they follow mm. Raziel and then they have a game where they work together. Mm. So you, you have two different stories and then Raziel ends up in the sword and they sort of, you know, defeat like the elder god. Um... I would like both, but that that's just the fanboy in me. Like, mm. I, I'm a bit scared to, like, want, wanting to wish it into a movie world. It's very dense. Like, that's, the, that's yeah. I think, what you lose with game, video mm. game adaptations a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel because it's more realistic than not, it mm. could be done. Um, yeah, like, they could definitely do a trilogy or, like, do a... I mean, I don't want to use the word universe because that's yeah. been thrown around a lot. I, I feel like if they had to tell a story, they should tell Raziel's because he's an interest. Everyone, like, mm. even though if he's the one who's the sword, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. I, yeah. I feel like a, five movies would tell everything nicely, but three movies would be realistic if we we're trying to pitch this to, mm. to a person. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and he's he's just a more likable character. I mean, both characters are awesome, but like he's like. He tries to retain his human elements as much as possible and he just feels betrayed along the way and mm. doesn't know what his purpose is. And it's really cool because, like, 
he does things that he's not proud of, but then you've got this anti-hero and you're like, he's not a true bad guy, but you never know who the true bad guy is. And I, I like stories like that where there's not mm. just a good and evil. Yeah. Like there's just different degrees of selfishness. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, my number five is also based on a video game. Um, obviously, uh, the Western genre is coming back. It's kind of... Uh, Last ah. couple, of, last couple of years, we've seen a few westerns come out. Um, and there is no greater cowboy character in video games than John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Mm, yes. I thought He's you were gonna say that. This violent gunslinger <laughs> with a moral compass and a heart of gold. Like. He's like the loveliest guy because he's like a family man mm. and like he, you know, never cheated on his wife, he never abused his kid, but he will definitely shoot people and hog time on the back of his horse and yeah. leave him on railroad tracks and all sorts of horrible things. Um, I'd be a really cool Western. Definitely. Like, mm. I mean, the Rockstar games, I think, can be hard to adapt for a storyline simply because they are very much, like, choose-your-own-adventure games in a way. Like, you can kind of do whatever yeah. you want. Like, the Grand Theft Auto, you can never make a film of. Like, mm. it just wouldn't make sense. Well, you've got Fast and Furious. Yeah, but even that's not really, like, mm. anything like it. It's yeah, You couldn't really do it. It's A story plays out, though. Like, I reckon you could make a, a pretty decent movie off the, the latest game. I haven't played the last one, to be, to be I, fair. But... I haven't played it either, but I've watched the cutscenes. That's it's... true. You, you, I'm, I'm speaking. I am speaking. The, what the player does, yeah, totally. Mm. But uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like John Marsden is different from the the characters in GTA because you're right. He does have a moral comp, a, a compass. And stuff, yeah. So it's very different from the other characters. Absolutely. In, in Rockstar's world, and it's such a dense story, and like such, it's there's so much, like the 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 landscape is huge. Like you. It's, you know, like this big kind of Wild West desert and then there's like snow-capped mountains and there's like beautiful forests and rivers. Bigfoot's in it. Like, there's so many cool little things in the game. Yeah. Um, and then, you want to do a sequel, Zombies. Yeah, that's true. Because there was the zombie DLC as well. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind an old Western zombie. I wouldn't mind an old Western zombie game and movie, to mm. be honest. Yeah. I, thought, I think that'd be awesome. Um, I just think, yeah, like, we, now we've seen Tarantino do a couple of Westerns. We saw Bone Tomahawk come out a couple of years ago, which is an excellent Western as well. Um, it's definitely time to bring a few more back. And if you're going to do an adaptation of any game, I think this is the one to do it. Like, there's just so much... There's so much in it. Do you know what I mean? And you could do multiple films, or you could do just one. But either way, like, you've got a lot to work with. And cool characters. Like, all the characters are, like, really interesting and stuff as well. Yeah. So the, good, the best part about the, the story of John Marsden is he leaves that the world he leaves like the, the bandit world behind yeah and gets back, dragged back into it because the government want to use him so, yeah exactly you know he's, he's, he starts to get out settle down and then the government are like no we need your help catching your ex to take, ex, yeah. yeah to take the bandits down ex member your ex gang and stuff and mm. then he gets trained by like this like like master gunslinger in yeah which is pretty it's at that point, I was like, it was weird because it takes a weird turn, doesn't it? Because you're like, Cause you get the dead eye ability where yeah. you get like you slow time down and stuff. But that's totally cool. But I, it feels like you're. I feel that point felt like a movie, like mm. you know that that masterful gunslinger comes in and trains you off. And I think if you do a film version of this, you make sure it, it's as violent as the game. Like it should be brutal and bloody and stuff because Just war. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so John Marsden and Red Dead Redemption are my pick for number five. Nice. That was actually on my list. So. Well, we can talk about it more when it comes off your list again. No, no, I've got another one. Because oh. I was actually not going to do it. Okay. All right. So my number four is something that I've mentioned in the past that I could totally watch an entire movie of. Um, I don't know how much it would work as a movie 
that would go in cinemas. I think this would be more of a straight to Netflix slash straight to DVD slash maybe a Christmas special okay. sort of thing rather than an actual full length movie that you pay at cinemas. Um, and that would be a movie solely on Yoda and his life on Dagobah. Nice. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, like he's there. And you don't know what he's doing there. You don't know how he gets there. You know what he's doing. He's going crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going a, crazy. <laughs> he's out of his mind in that movie. Sort of thing. But, you know, I want to see, I want to see, like, how Yoda became a Jedi Master and the things mm. he's seen. You know, he's so wise beyond his years. That, that knowledge has got to come from experience, man. Yeah. So I want to see, like, people he's fought in the past. I want to see, is he on Dagobah because he's hiding? I yeah, mean, like, he is. Oh, yeah, he is hiding, isn't he? Yeah, that's in Revenge of the Sith. That's where yeah. he went to, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I think that would be cool, but I don't think it would work as a movie that you drive to the cinemas and you pay 20 bucks for a ticket and you go and see. I, mean, I think it would be, like, the Star Wars Christmas special yeah. that wasn't very <laughs> I good. I mean, if it's just him on Dagobah, yeah, I think it's tough. But yeah. if you do, like kind of time jumping where you kind of show Yoda mm. as a young as the young ruthless killer Jedi which is why he's so against like like you know how yeah. he's all like you know don't bring emotions to it because he's been there he was like the yeah, one who took it know? too far like he's mm. the oldest most wizened Jedi and stuff like <laughs> if you give him kind of like a dark I mean I know everyone has dark origins now but like that would be cool to show that mm. that's why he is the way he is and I want to see what Yoda looks like when he's not a hundred like four well, how old is he like not yeah how does he look when he's like eighteen? Like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. You know, his ears are shorter, and he's does he have does he, he have hair wrinkly. or is he fully bald? Yeah, like he's got like a mullet. No, does he? Yeah. <laughs> he like tore the sleeves off his robe. He's so, actually descendant of the grand. I think there's I think there's a lot of his. I mean, nine hundred years of history with yeah, Yoda. Definitely. Every everyone he so. loves falls or dies around him. And, and I also and not only see... that, but everybody everybody loves. Everything that's Star Wars made, so why not? Yeah, people love Rogue One, and they shouldn't have, so... Rogue One's alright. It's okay. It's okay. They could do as one of them movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'd be... I mean, they have a hard solo movie, and hard solo isn't as good, cool as Yoda. I mean, he does the cool one-liners and just... Yeah, it's just a, yeah, you know. Other than that, he's just a massive misogynist. The thing that's weird about that (laughs) is that it's like we're doing the young Han Solo film. When we first met Han Solo, he was young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Younger. (laughs) That's the problem with Rogue One. Four-year-old. The problem I have with Rogue One, and again, I say it every time, the last 45 minutes is spectacular. It's brilliant. And that Darth Vader, like, chopping people to bits scene, breathtaking. Mm. But you've taken two and a half hours to tell me the 15-minute story before episode four. So do you reckon most of that story should have been based... On the last 15 minutes. Well, no, like, what I mean is, like, that story... That story shouldn't have been... Like, I don't, think you, need, I don't think you need a movie for that story because it's, like, someone brought the plans. You could yes. have told us that in a sentence. Someone yeah. brought the plans, they figured out the holes, they yeah. went over to the place you, and they shot you mean, like, the hole. We had a guy, we had a spy in the, in the mm. Sith army and they brought over the plans and that's it. Yeah. Like, Whereas, it's, like, the whole, the movie could have been, like, a completely different story where we find out what Yoda was doing on Dagobah. <laughs> 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 and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's not easy. A, it's definitely not a bad movie. Like, I still enjoy no, it. No, it's not, but it's, like, oh, no, um, an unnecessary movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so Yoda film. Josh has dropped some Lego and he can't find it. Have you seen that picture on the internet? Where someone made shoes out of Lego, so that whenever they walk around with their kids in the lounge room, they they'll never get, they'll never step on Lego again. 
because it'll just attach itself. So it turns out I've dropped that long and kind of it. Guys, we've had a little <laughs> difficulty. <I'm> so <laughs> it's probably in a crevice. I'm just going to pause this. Okay, we're back after a slight Lego-related mishap. Um, so yeah, you had a movie, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, you're number four. Alright, so... This is not a favourite character or a well-researched character, but it's a character that I've always wanted a movie and always wanted to dive deeper into the world. I'm Rorschach from Watchmen. Oh, yeah, okay, definitely. yeah. Now, I know he's been in a movie, but I'd love... I, I hear that Fox or someone always tries to pitch a TV show and the creators just won't go with it. Well, they are oh, doing okay. it now. They're yeah, just, yeah, apparently. HBO's yeah. doing it. And it's interesting to bring that up because there is a comic book series as well called Before Watchmen. Yeah, which yeah has him. And has the story, so we might hopefully see that. Um, I think he, his movie... Like a movie, like a movie or a show on him would be awesome. Because mm. such a... Cool character. He is a really such a great cool character. character. That, and an original. Uh, I feel like his power or his things are very original too. Like he's not electric or fire or. What is it again? It's just, just manipulation. He's just a detective. That's what oh, he is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and like, but his thing is like that that Rorschach test. Mm. So he's got that inkblot mask, and mm. like it's not even a thing. But like, I think it's just cool and original. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not just like I'm fire guy. He's just, yeah. He's a superhero, but he's got that. His look is just. He's it. kind of. He's kind of Batman without the gadgets. Um, or Daredevil without the super like sonic hearing and but stuff. he has a flaw, which mm. is like he only believes in like punishing evil. He yeah. doesn't see the the grey lines, and mm. that's what makes him interesting because he's a flawed um, mm. hero, mm. which makes him seem more of an anti-hero because he can't distinguish between yeah absolutely like the the grey areas. I guess he's a little bit Punisher as well then yeah. Mm. Um, or preacher. I love that movie as well. That I love movie. it too. I, gotta watch it. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I've got to sit down and watch I'm it I'm pretty sure I started to fall asleep in it because it was so long. It is long, mm. but it's beautiful. Like It's visually stunning. Like Zack Snyder yeah. like, knows what he's doing with visuals. I, I feel like if anyone ever wanted to make a different superhero movie, that's what they should aim for, but I know <laughs> it's not going to sell because people don't want it. People don't want their movies. People don't want, like... No, you know what? You could do it. You could either do it as like a Netflix miniseries, or you could do it as a movie. Just get like a really low budget. Do like thirty million dollar budget, which is really small for Hollywood. Just make like a little noir detective story, and people would go and see it. Definitely, like yeah. I just like I just feel like there's a reason why the movies are set up like they are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they're very formula, like like they're based on formulas of you know bad, bad versus good. You know, end of movies. Yeah. Ends, you know, where Watchmen sort of feels like you sort of has an ending, but you don't sort of feel write about and that's like it's like a Stephen King book you like you, the ending's not always satisfying it in a good mm. way and stuff. Well, it's not the ending that you expect it's just yeah kind of, and yeah. That's, that's the nicest ending that you sort of want you want to be surprised but satisfied so. mm. um, yeah no definitely Rorschach is a great character that's, yeah. I definitely want more Rorschach um, I guess it's up to me um, so this one's based this is a character out of a book we've definitely seen a variety of adaptations of Roald Dahl stories at this point oh I think you're going to say one that is on my it's quite possible I will on on my honourable mentions honourable mentions it was on my original list but now it's on my honourable mentions um I was a big fan of George's Marvel's Medicine which is a story about a young boy mm. who uh, wanted to punish his very wicked grandmother I want to say uh, decides to make his own version of medicine for her, and it's full of like horse pills and yeah. cleaning products <laughs> Shaving and cream. lots of horrible things. And I can't actually remember the effect that it has on her, but it like oh, it does like a hundred things. Like yeah. she like zooms around the room and then she grows as big as the house and all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff like that. 
Um, that's not what the that's not the one that some oh, other cool. people mentioned. Yeah. Um, like that character again. Like I feel like a lot of the things I've chosen are kind of based on the property they're in as well. But it's just such an entertaining book, and like out of all the Roald Dahl ones, that feels like the next logical step. Like we're never going to see the sequel to Willy Wonka. We're not going to see Charlie in the Great Glass Elevator. Yeah. Because you're not going to have a kids movie where they go to hell. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> then, like that's a movie where the kids go into space, fight aliens, and then come back and go into hell and rescue the souls of their dead grandparents. Like it's just not going to happen in a kids movie these One days. One day someone will. Oh my god, it. I can't wait for that. But until then, George is marvelous medicine. The only problem is. A kid definitely poisoned his grandmother using household liquids. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, George and Miles Medicine and George himself. Great character and great book. So You know, you can soften that, that blow with <laughs> like a bottle of just like XXX. Yeah, yeah. And that way it, well, it, I mean, it's I'll... less harmful because it can be a nice bright bottle and it's like, oh, Oh, I wonder what's in this. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff is like toothpaste and stuff as well. And you just take the labels off. Yeah. Like it just be like different coloured liquids and stuff. Yeah. Um, cool. Tina, you're number three. My number three. So from this point on, uh, my last three are uh, comic book characters. Nice. Uh, and so my number three is we have Spider-Man. Let's see Spider-Gwen. Definitely. And uh, while I'm already on that topic, we should totally see um, Spider-Women. So it's Spider-Gwen, Silk, and Spider-Woman mm. all together, working together to like fight evil and shit. Well, uh, Silk was in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, she was. The, was she? Yeah, um, the, the, I think the little um, Asian girl in their group, um, her character grows up to become Silk, who's like a female spider character. Yeah, I've seen Silk. She's yeah, so she grows up to be Silk. Um, so we might not see her as Silk anytime soon, mm. but um, she's definitely in the movie already. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like, Spider-Gwen's a really cool character, um, and, you know, we're really on this... Uh, whole Gwen Stacy train of Gwen Gwenifying everything, mm. sort of thing like that. And uh, I think it'd be really cool because I mean, if they've been able to hit the nail on the head with this Spider Man, mm. they might be able to hit the nail on the head with an awesome female superhero character who isn't Wonder Woman or Squirrel Girl. Yeah, like we're on the upswing now. Like Wonder Woman's definitely like blazing mm. trails. Even though we had Black Widow for years, like finally people are like, oh yeah, female superheroes that works. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about, hopefully they don't, I wonder if Sony owns the rights to Spider-Gwen or not. Because I feel like mm. that character might be a little bit too new to be part of that deal. Yeah. So maybe Marvel retains the rights. So then what they could do, because they only have Peter Parker Spider-Man essentially for two more movies, they could kill him off. And then Gwen Stacy, mm. instead of Gwen Stacy dying, because mm. like in the comic books, Peter Parker dies and Gwen Stacy fills yeah, the role. Yeah, that's right. Just like how it does in, does in um, Spider-Gwen. Mm. Um, or... It would be cool to see Spider-Gwen as, like, a, uh, a Netflix television series, just like Jessica Jones and, Ooh, and cool, stuff like actually. that. That would be cool yeah. as well. Mm, definitely. Sort of thing. So yeah. that way it doesn't harm the whole MCU, uh, MCU universe that we've got going on at the moment. Mm. Sort well, of thing. Well, I think that's cool. Like, Black Widow, I still feel like she embodies sex appeal. Like, she's mm. still... She's cool, mm. but I still feel like there's an element there where she's, like, the sexy female. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, like, they're, they're like, we're going to put Scarlett Johansson in mm. very tight leather, and then she's going to at least zip halfway up. Yeah. And that's our superhero. She's going like, to just do splits and leg movements yeah. and stuff and like that. Yeah, and, like, crush people's necks with her thighs and stuff. Mm. Like, And the problem is that she always gets overlooked isn't because she's not an awesome character. It's because she is an awesome character. It's because she's in a movie filled with other men. Sort of thing. She well, had her own movie. Not even that. 
that. Unfortunately, Super like, when I watch the Avengers, and I love the Avengers, it's still mm. like in my top three Marvel films, but there's the great scene at the end where they're all, like, assembling and they're all doing their things. You've got mm. Iron Man, like, he swoops down and he shoots his beams in the cap shield and, mm. like, he, they use it to, like, reflect it. Hulk's jumping around throwing things. Mm. Um, Thor's, like, good at lightning. And then you've got, like, Black Widow and Hawkeye just, like, <laughs> like just running yeah, you know, Unfortunately, yeah. it's not even that it's men. It's just that like they're overshadowed. They're yeah. overshadowed by the amazing, you know, power of yeah. all the other characters. Like they're superhumans. Yeah, but they're nothing compared to these like yeah. gods um, mm. that they fight amongst. Mm, that's, a, that's a real shame. Like I think they could do a Black Widow Netflix series as well. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like That'd detailing be like her training and becoming a spy. Mm, and stuff. Because like, that's really cool. Like mm, whole yeah. Russian ballet and all that sort of stuff. Mm, like yeah, that. that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. So, yeah, so my number three is Spider-Gwen. Mm, great character. Yes. So, is it my turn? It's your yes. turn. All right, so <clears throat> I was debating between two Naughty Dog IPs, <laughs> The Last of Us and Uncharted, and I feel like the obvious choice is to pick The Last of Us, so mm. I'm not going to say that, because The Last of Us, at the end of the day, The Last of Us is an awesome story, right? Mm. But it is a zombie story, and while I think it would... It, I don't know how it translates to a movie. I think it'd be fine, mm. but like, I feel like what makes it awesome is that you're experiencing it at the same time. I would agree, because I thought about Last of Us very briefly as well, and I'm the exact same thing where I'm like, I love that, but that's already perfect. Like, that, like you want to watch a Last of Us movie? Play Last of Us. Like, cause the thing There's that make, enough content in there to watch it. The thing that makes that story shine is the writing. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost like an incidental zombie game. Like, yeah, there are zombies in it, but they're not really the main threat. Like, yeah, it's... The world doesn't need any more zombie movies. Like, they're always going to be made. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with zombie movies. Like, would, would there, would, I think a Last of Us movie will be made at some point. Definitely. Does it need to be made a movie? Like, yes and no. Yeah. It'd be good to watch it, but, like, that's why I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to go with The Uncharted, which mm. might be made into a movie. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it just feels like a, a sort of... I guess it's Indiana Jones, right? Mm. And I like it because, like... Um, Nathan Drake um, isn't like I mean he's got he's got that Nathan Fillion feel like he's mm. charming he's clumsy mm. he's a smart ass but he doesn't know what he's doing mm. but he does it anyway so yeah. he's a treasure hunter and he, he goes on these missions and like they all they, the games always feel serious but then at the last minute they chuck, it, chuck in the supernatural theme and you're just like what the hell's going on mm. like like you discover this like mummified race or something yeah. protecting treasure and it was just a cool experience and I don't usually go for stuff like that but I just enjoyed it so much and I was like this would be like there's a lot of cutscenes and the gameplay's not too intense and their pitch was it'd be cool if you could play a, uh, an action game that felt like a movie yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the thing and the game's still fun and easy to, like fun to play and, and the puzzles are awesome and you feel like you're going on an adventure and I feel like that'd be perfect for a movie mm. and it's just like an Indiana Jones with a, with a, a clumsy character I mm. guess well that's how I felt playing that Tomb Raider reboot like that Tomb Raider reboot felt like I was playing a movie as well yeah. And the the Tomb Raider movie, I think, is almost done now. So, like, if that's successful, I guarantee you we'll probably see an Uncharted film. Well, Tom Holland's supposed to... Apparently, there's a rumour that there will be an Uncharted movie, and Tom Holland is taking credit for pitching a young version of Nathan Drake. Oh, okay. So, like, there's a few co- uh, characters. Nathan Drake is, like, the your main sort of 
protagonist, and mm. then he's got an older individual, Sully, that accompanies him. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think they're going to talk about that story, but it'll be interesting to see what they can do with a younger version. Because Nathan Fillion was actually rumored to play. Yeah, for the longest time, but now yeah. he's like, I think he's in his late 40s and stuff, and he's just. He would be the perfect choice, like, any day. Like, Mark Wahlberg was rumored to play the like Nathan Drake as well, but like, mm. if. if if I could pick, it'd be Nathan Fillion. Not with that Boston accent. Like it's no. just Nathan so... Fillion is like born for this role. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I feel like I, I feel like it'd be an awesome series of movies to watch. Yeah, definitely. Like, and we don't. I mean, we're getting more Indiana Jones, but like, don't, how don't many know. more? And also, like, I don't like the last one was really sad. I didn't want to see old Indiana Jones. So like, well, like, yeah, yeah, I know. I liked old Han Solo for some reason, but old Indiana Jones, like. I, the thing I like about Uncharted is it, it feels like they're solving puzzles and treasure seeking and solving mysteries and like like all that cool sort of like uh, what's that national what's that movie with Nicolas Cage National, oh, treasure. national treasure National Treasure it's like that and I sort of like that movie regardless of Nicolas Cage Cage's you know um, appearance in that movie oh. like I haven't seen them but apparently they're ridiculous and that makes them more enjoyable like it's ridiculous it's yeah like it, but it's just fun and interesting and yeah. I was listening to um, this podcast recently. There's this show I listen to, Movie Fights, and every week they debate different topics. And uh, one week they did a cage match. It was all Nicolas Cage questions. <laughs> and they'll like, pitch the storyline uh, like for um, National Treasure 3 because he always like, steals some artifact. Yeah, yeah. And someone was like, well, he has to steal a Statue of Liberty. Like, that's what it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. But yeah, like, I, I think an Uncharted movie would be pretty easy to do... Um easy to translate and I think it'd, it'd just be a fun movie mm. so. yeah definitely I'd go say that yeah. um, my number three is a little bit different it's a, char- it's a bunch of characters I only discovered in the last week actually but I enjoyed the source material so much I'd love to see a movie um, it's based on a book called The Boys um, written by Garth Ennis who also wrote Preacher um, and this comic is essentially um, kind of a parody of um, the Justice League a little bit, mm. but it's it focuses on um, this CIA group who are kind of designated to keep um, superheroes in check. Um, so like um, they go around and they have to make sure that, like superheroes aren't causing too much damage again, kind of getting in the way, and they're kind of brutal about it. And this version of the Justice League are the worst superheroes ever. Like the opening one of the opening scenes, there's this guy at like a fairground with his fiance, and they're like holding hands or whatever and then the version of the Flash runs past and because he's so reckless he just runs right through them mm. and severs the woman at the at the elbows and she just gets splattered on a brick wall and kills her oh, awesome. just because he's reckless and then like um, their version of Superman's like a real misogynist like he, he's just trying to like he, he's always trying to hire new female heroes just so he can bang them and stuff yeah. um, Wonder Woman or their version of Wonder Woman was like this real like bitchy princess like high school cheerleader type character um yeah so it's just like if like think kick ass and then like make it like increase the like kind of the violence and the kind of awfulness like you know like kick ass is a kind of a really dirty superhero Mm. property it's nothing compared to the boys like it's fantastic and raw and gritty um but yeah this is next level and I'd love to see them do a movie of this or like a HBO series or something um, so my pick is The Boys. Nice. Cool. All right. My number two is <clears throat> another 
uh, comic book one, as I said, and um, it is another female comic book character. And we've already seen the movie of her somewhat male counterpart. I reckon we are in store for a Gwenpool movie. Nice. Which I think would be awesome and hilarious and very, very good. Uh, because she's one of my favourite comic book characters. And she's just great. Like, I mean, if Deadpool was as popular as it was, and as funny as it was, it'd be great to see a, a Gwenpool Gwenpool one. Definitely. And Deadpool, like, wasn't very well known outside of the comic book reading audience. Mm. But there's that... Uh, marketing campaign works like everyone went to see that movie and like most of them went to see it twice so that's why it did yeah. so well like and most of them didn't know who Deadpool was like my dad saw the poster he's like oh Spider-Man I'm like no, no. not Spider-Man <laughs> no. like Deadpool but um, so Gwenpool could totally work do you think you would want a Gwenpool Deadpool team up or just Gwenpool just Gwenpool is Modoc yeah. in it <laughs> look I mean I haven't uh, I don't know. I don't like. From what I've read, I don't know where Modoc is gonna like come back and yeah. stuff like that. So I would obviously say no, Modoc, because yeah. I hate Modoc and I think he's a stupid character. <laughs> um, I want to see like um, um, I want to see like. I can't decide between, like, obviously origin stories are really cool, but that must involve Murdoch. So I would like to see, like, after. Yeah, but then it's not canon. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but it matters to me. Yeah, one of those. What if yeah. you just skip that, but hint yeah, at it? Like, go like what they it. did with the latest Spider-Man movie. It still yeah. works. Like, you, got, you That's skip part the, like, the part that we didn't need to see. Like, mm. they did, like, they obviously didn't need to show, like, Batman's parents being killed yet again. Yeah, they absolutely. Did, um, and in, um, in Gwenpool, she teams up with, who's the black Spider-Man kid? Uh, Miles Morales. Yes, she teams up with Miles Morales oh, for Because he was bit. teased yeah. as well. Like, we were probably going to see yeah. him in this, this. So that would be really cool, like, to see them team up. Sort of what thing. is Gwenpool's origin like? Ah, so we don't entirely know. Okay. Um, because it's still not revealed in the comics yet. But she believes that she is a real person who's been like sucked into a comic book world, and so that's why she's like, "Oh yeah, I can totally like throw punches and stuff like that because this is a comic book mm. sort of thing." And then when I get back to the real world, like like she's like fangirling over, you know, um, the the. Um, Iron Man and Thor and stuff mm. like that. She's like, look, when she meets th- female Thor, she's like, oh my god, female, female Thor. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I'm finally meeting you. Can you like sign up this autograph and stuff like yeah. that? Because she comes from she comes from our world, yeah. in which comics book heroes are literally comic book heroes, mm. sort of thing. So we don't know exactly her origins, mm. but I think it'd be a really interesting character because she has no powers. Yeah. She literally is just a teenage girl who, like, is now hired as a hit person to, okay. like, kill people, sort of thing like so, that. So she's just not good at anything? Is that the idea? Yeah, like, she, I, was t- I was saying to Josh before, like, um, she's, she's got, she gets this one job, and they're like, oh, can you, like, kill this guy? She's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And so then, she, like, once she gets off the phone to him, she, like, YouTubes how to do kung fu. Yeah. Sort of thing like that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and, like, she keeps... Um, Fluking, yeah. So, like, the first people, like, the first aliens that she killed, like, she didn't actually kill them. She 
that were already dead, and so she just took credit for it, uh, okay. sort of thing like that, by like posting a selfie on, yeah. on like the mm. internet and stuff yeah. like that. And so like, um, the the people that she's working with, which is that French guy, uh, uh, Bertrand Philippe. Yeah, um, because they're like sub characters. I can't yeah. remember their names. They're starting to catch on to the fact that she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, cool. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I feel like the whole. Sorry, James. I feel like the whole idea of jumping into a comic book is just something that'd be interesting to watch for a change of pace. Yeah, mm. they should definitely do it that way, and they should also. I want to keep it street level. Like, I don't need her to fight to fight aliens. Mm. Or like get into big battles or like big like world change events. And same way like Spider Man was very kind of local and you know mm. just kind of defending streets. Like that's what I'd like from this as well. That'd mm. be really cool. But yeah, then and what's great about it is that she's very much like a Peter Parker character in which she's just a teenage girl, sort of thing, who's like out of her depth. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. So that is my numero two. Couple of Gwen ones. Yeah, a couple of Gwens. Mm. All right, Arnie Gwen. So my one is a comic book one. Oh my god! Yes, but it also exists as a video game as nice. well. So it's Darkness. Nice. Right. Um, so for people who don't know, this character Jackie Staccato, I think his last name is. Um, on his twenty-first birthday, uh, an entity enters his body, the Darkness, which is okay. like this all-powerful force, and like it allows him to just like like summon like black holes and spawn demons mm. and all this stuff and um so jackie is a part of a, uh, a mob family so um i think he gets caught up in sort of mob related stuff so he uses the darkness to his advantage but little does he know that that the darkness wants him to like use it as much as possible use it as much as possible because mm. he grows because mm. darkness is using him as a host so mm. he has to fight with it mm. and um from what i'm reading i just did a brush up um, the darkness was born like at the start of like time, so before nice. humanity and stuff. And it's actually like I don't think the video game goes into it um, as much, but like there's this <coughs> light force opposite of darkness, as you would mm. expect, yeah. called the Angelus. And apparently they have like, just like battles and stuff. And another comic spawned called Witchblade, which is okay. this, like this female character who has to keep them two apart. So both of them are causing trouble. So mm. like she has to keep them both from causing chaos. Mm. But um, Jackie's really interesting because in the video game, um, I think one of the mobsters find, find out that Jackie didn't do something or he betrayed them. And what they do is they grab his girlfriend and then Jackie tries to stop them from like... So they've got her set up in a chair tied down and they're about to kill her. Mm. And Jackie has a chance to run in and save her. But the darkness gets its tentacles out and holds him down and makes him watch okay, her, yeah. her being shot. And he's just like, he just breaks. And the darkness yeah. is like, yes. Mm. Like, this is, you know, reap your vengeance, you know. Mm. And the, the whole game is about Jackie sort of keeping keeping his humanity and stuff. And it's really cool. And, um, yeah, I just really like seeing the movie. And, like, there's been two games. The first one was, the first game was very memorable, but I thought the comic... I got like one comic and I thought it was really awesome mm. Mm. because he at, in some comics Jackie learns to control the darkness to the point where the darkness is separate the darkness entity is separated from him mm. like a Mr. The, Jekyll and Dr. Jekyll and yeah, Mr. Hyde so sort of thing yeah. or even like Venom yeah or like Bruce Banner and Hulk mm. so there's one instance where the darkness exists in one ent- uh, one realm but he still has all the powers of the darkness mm. so he has his own minions that he fights <laughs> against darkness so the darkness oh, okay, yep. has their minions and then like so they're fighting each yeah, other with the yeah. same elements and stuff mm. and yeah it's really cool mm. I mean it's really like darkness light and all that mm. stuff but I find like um, 
I just found with all the superheroes being good, it's it's cool to have like another for me another like anti-hero, mm. but like they're fighting each other and he's fighting himself and they're yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's a fantastic game I played as well. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's just fun. Like, you feel powerful. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you got to avoid the light, obviously. Mm. And, like, you got this thing in your head just telling you to do evil. And you're, mm. like, you're trying to fight it. And it's cool. Mm. So, yeah. um, my number two is also from a video game. Um, and this is a character who we've only ever seen once before in a short-lived TV show in the late 90s. Um... And not only does this character deserve a movie, I think they also need to be. They need to start building this as a cinematic universe, um, and that's Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is one of my favorite video <laughs> nice. games. He's one of my favorite video game characters of all time, and I think Nintendo should start building their animated universe. Like, don't do live action. Like, we saw with Mario <laughs> Brothers, and it's just it doesn't translate. But how long ago was that? Was that eighties? No, it's nineties. It was like ninety three or something. I thought it might have been the edge of nineties. <laughs> uh, edge eighties. Sorry. Um, so. Like, but that's then. What about new, dark, gritty Mario now? I don't want that. Like, I think Mario, because of the things he does, I think he works best in the, the animated platform. Because what you do, is you do your animated Donkey Kong movie, you do your animated Mario movie, do your animated Zelda movie, and then your team-up movie is Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> nice. You do that. Um, I'd love to see a Metroid movie as well. And um, you chucking Kirby and Yoshi as, like, pa- partners up in, yeah, like, like, Marvel. Absolutely, yeah. Um... But Donkey Kong's like a really cool character. I always like, like those games hold up. Like I still play those Super Nintendo games like once a year, and they're all fantastic. Like they're some of the best looking 32-bit games of their time, um, and their stories are really cool. And their villains are cool. It's just like apes versus reptiles. Like, uh, and they ride in minecarts, and they have like later on they had machine guns made out of coconuts and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's I don't know. Like for me, like that's a real whimsical t- period of my life. Like a kind of really like fun childlike memories so I, I think Donkey Kong like definitely like Planet of the Apes worked and Kong and Kong Skull Island worked so now you've got to have Donkey Kong Skull You're Island you saying there's a market out there for monkey appeal primate films I say bring it back <laughs> alright I've got a question for you does Donkey Kong talk or not that's the question because he did in the animated series and it wasn't great um, but I think you need to have dialogue um, because no kid is going to sit through a non-dialogue yeah, no. film you're uh, gonna have to, but you just need to give him like he just needs. You just need to find the right voice, like maybe like a John C. Riley. Like that might be the right oh, voice because yeah. Donkey Kong is like kind of a bit dopey and stuff, and like kind of um, he's very big, like in presence and stuff. And John C. Riley has that, so something like that. Um, what about Robbie from Everyone Loves Raymond? Yeah, definitely. That guy did the. <laughs> I thought it was stupid, then like. I thought about it for a split second. I'm like, that. that's quite possible. He did the voice of Krang in the last Turtles film. Like, he's got a great voice, like, for voiceover. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see Donkey Kong animated film. Don't do live action. I don't say, like, CGI realism. I don't think you can do it with that universe. But I think there should be a Nintendo Cinematic Universe. And I think it's after Donkey Kong. That's my number two. Nice. Okay, my number one... My number one is my last comic book one, and um, we have seen Wonder Woman, we have seen the Joker, we have seen, who else have we seen? We've seen a whole bunch of, we've seen Supergirl, Mm. um, but have we seen them all together as pinups, fighting Nazis in World War II? No, we haven't, and we should. 
through a DC Bombshells movie. Definitely. Absolutely. DC Bombshells movie would be amazing, purely mm. just for the costumes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be really, really, really cool, especially if you got, like, Gal Gadot to do, like, Wonder Woman in it and all this kind of stuff like mm. that. Oh, my God, it would be so good. So, I, I don't know who, who's in that So, the DC, DC Bombshells is basically um, pretty much every female character from the DC universe um, or at least all the all the all the main players all and a couple cool of ones. couple of like sideline players as well um, and they're all like fifties uh, pinup style kind of um, characters so you know like um, Wonder Woman is very like Rosie the Riveter sort of thing oh, nice. um, you have Batwoman who um, is like this um, uh, Brooklyn, I think she's from, like Brooklyn, a type uh, baseball player, and she carries around like a bat, and that's how she's like Batwoman sort of mm. thing. So she's not actually got like any bat powers or yeah, anything like yeah, that. It yeah. just she's comes, stuck, comes a from that. Batwoman. Yeah, um, and um, you have like uh, Supergirl, and you have Star Girl, which we haven't come across uh, before, and you have Mira. And all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they're all, like, pin-up versions of them. And they um, band together to fight Nazis, basically. And that it's really, cool. really and, cool. And change some of the origins. Don't, like, some of... Didn't Supergirl land in Russia or something? Yeah, so, like, Super, Supergirl and Stargirl are actually sisters. Hmm. I can't remember if they're adopted sisters or I not. Think so. I think they are adopted sisters. And so they were working for... Um, uh, they, were, they were, like, yeah, their father was, like a Russian uh, scientist or something like that. I have mm. to double-check. It's been a little while since I've read the first one. Um, and, um, yeah, then it gets revealed to them that they're adopted sisters because, obviously, um, Supergirl is from, you know, Krypton, mm. um, sort of thing like that. And, um, um, and yeah, and they're Russian. And it's uh, Kara and Courtney, and Courtney yeah. spelt with K. Yeah. Um, like a and yeah, like a Kardashian, <laughs> absolutely like a Kardashian, um, and also like um, there's a female Joker as well, um, and it's just no, yeah. it's actually like female Joker. Oh. Like but there's a, there's a male Joker like, as well, isn't there? Why why when they just in use... bombshells? No. Yeah. Why why oh. when they just use Harley Quinn? Because Harley Quinn's already in it, but she plays she's she's a uh, she's not a bad she's not a bad character. She's like a, I do what I want, sort of, yeah, 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 sort of thing like that. She's working with Poison Ivy, whereas the Joker actually is an evil character in the mm. bombshells. They have done female Joker before, like yeah. in the, um, the Flashpoint story, when uh, Barry Allen erased the timeline and came back to a world, to a different universe, um, for, like Bruce Wayne's story changed completely, like when the, he walked in down the alley that night, his parents weren't murdered, he was. And then his dad became Batman. His mum was driven insane from the death of her own only son and became the Joker. So they have done a female Joker yeah, before. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I really want to, I want to see that. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think that would be really cool because what is cooler than um, seeing girls dressed up in pinup fighting Nazis? It sounds a little bit like one of those sucker punch cutscenes. Yeah, um, sort of thing. But yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I I haven't read any of the bombshells up, but I'm a big fan of the artwork and stuff. So yeah, it's really really cool. That'd I'm be trying re- to find uh, the female Joker. So he 
I feel like we're not going to see that in this current slate of films. Um, no. Unless they do a whole... Um, the way Marvel had different phases. Like, if they do a phase... They do the Flashpoint phase. They could do that where, like, Barry Allen re- erases the timeline. And then we could see alternate universe stories. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So that's... That's female Joker there. And she's got, like, rotten teeth and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool. I Whereas... Oh, I'm yeah. sure that this is absolutely riveting for our viewers who cannot see what's describe going on. Describe it from James. Describe <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Whereas... Um, well, I have a Harley statue. That is Harley Quinn. I put the bombshell statue. Yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess I, my my first thought is like, all right, so female Joker, why not just use Harley Quinn? Yeah, yeah. I think just because it's bombshells, I want to do as many female characters as possible. So yeah, like, let's that's do Harley right. and Joker. Let's, like, let's, let's utilize the existing <coughs> characters that <coughs> we have, <coughs> which is good because I think Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are cool characters. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. Actually, because it's not revealed in the the book yet but i actually think it's joker's daughter not the joker well yeah because there's definitely imagery of the pinup harley yeah. making out with the joker that's yeah. why I thought it was a male joker it's well. joker's daughter yeah oh, there you go um because she like holds she um keeps zatanna um hostage hang on wouldn't that make harley the mother maybe not in this universe mm. That'd be super weird if it was okay. Mm. Yeah. Also because they all look about the same age. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely down for a Bombshells movie. Mm. Make that. That's cool. Zack Snyder do it. Like, he's great with visuals. I've said it once already. Josh, you're that's numero right. uno. Alright, I think James can guess this. I have a pretty strong idea, but I'll let you announce uh, it. Alright, so my favourite game of all yep. time <laughs> is Brutal Legend by Double Fine. Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but you did tweet uh, about it earlier today. Yes, because so I'm it. playing it right now for the yeah. hundredth time, as I mentioned. Mm. So Brutal Legend is the story about this uh, roadie who gets, his belt buckle sucks him into another universe, which is just made out of metal. And mm. by metal, I mean heavy metal. Mm. So like, there's just like all these huge, like, like, uh, deviled horned, mm. like, statues. Like, yeah, even the flowers are, like, throwing up the horns. Yeah, like, there, there's tire trees, there's cars, there's metal pipes everywhere. There's, Giant amplifiers. Yeah, there's a wall of amplifiers. Um, anything you can think of, like, on a CD cover or, like, in the heavy metal universe, it's yeah. just in that world. And he gets sucked in and he's like, this is awesome, you know, my life sucked before, but now mm. I'm like, you know, it's awesome. And they find out that humans in this world are... Um, are fighting against demons and like so he's like alright you know I know how to build stuff so let's grab all this stuff and there's just like organic scaffolding just growing mm. in the ground and so like <laughs> they make a stage um he like everything in this world is a weapon so his guitar is a weapon like microphones are a weapon so he's like this is cool let's just let's do what I know and let's build mm. a stage and mm. let's like fight them that way and then mm. they end up recruiting like these all these factions and fighting um uh the demons and stuff but then they find out like uh, there's this this demon empress that everyone keeps talking about, but no one ever knows. Anyway, like I think Eddie Riggs, which is the main character, voiced by Jack Black, betrays one of their friends, and she goes, "Her parents are actually from this non-existing faction called the Black Tear Rebellion." I yeah, think. from the Sea of Black Tears. Sea of Black Tears. Anyway, mm. they they corrupted humans, right? And that's their that's. I guess an excuse to do like your goths and mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your sort of like black metal and all that stuff. Mm. So each faction is a different sort of metal. Don't they have um, 
Don't they also have like glass? Oh, it's been a long yeah, time so, so what happens is since I've a seen human it. Faction so, yeah. that, that goes uh, to the demons, goes, hey, no, no, we'll, we'll, you know, we want to live, so we'll work under you. And they become like the sellouts. So yeah. The <laughs> so all the, all, all the like headbangers are like in this pink like yeah. stuff and like uh, fishnets and all yeah, that stuff, which yeah, is yeah. really funny. And it's I cool. remember that there's like headbangers and they've got really, really, really huge necks. massive yeah. necks yeah. and yeah, shoulders yeah. because of all the muscles yeah. from headbanging. And then like they go to like the forest and there's like Amazonian women riding these big sort of creatures but they've all got kiss face paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a really clever and funny story and mm. anyway like um, it just unravels the story about how like these gods are like there's this beast and it like it like sort of gave birth to the world and then like humanity was formed and how demons like despise them because they demons created like the humans from like the gods remains and mm. stuff and like yeah it's just a cool like little story and like mm. how it unfolds is really original and really cool and it's enjoyable it has humor um it i think it's just like the music's good like the the the, the comedy's good the writing's good the scenarios are good mm. and i think it'd just be although I, I think it'd be a very cheesy movie i think it'd be a very pick of destiny type movie yeah sort of thing. or like, even like really... obviously it'd be very different even like it... wayne's world well, just, yeah. i was gonna say even like, like detroit rock mm. city yeah yeah like although obviously a lot more fantasy based because it's in like this kind of hellish uh kind of uh setting or whatever yeah but um, and you could totally use the entire voice cast to, like cast jack black as eddie riggs again mm. you could totally do it. yeah get ozzy osbourne to do the voice of the get garage to do the, the demon yeah, definitely. Like, I get Rob Halford to play the leader of the Bucky's and stuff. Like, yeah, I feel like it, it'd be stupid, but if they could do it good enough, like, the visuals, you know, like, it'd be cool. If you could get the visuals cool enough, you could take it serious enough to, to mm. be impressed Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the hard bit. Like, some of these, like, ideas to transfer them over into real worlds, you need, yeah. mm. need them to be done right on a certain level to take, take them seriously, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's my number one. And he's got like Ooh. a magic guitar as well because all those riffs have different powers. Yeah, yeah. it's really great. Um, my number one is another comic book character, um, but a character a lot of people haven't heard of. Um, this was kind of the first villain I really read about ever. Like my first Batman comic wasn't Dark Knight Returns or uh, Long Halloween. It was um, Batman Cacophony and then Whiting Jai written by Kevin Smith. And they created this villain, this character that I really dug. Um, well, actually, two characters, but it's the same character. So in the first book, there's a character called Onomatopoeia, who's just a regular human. He just wears, like, a mask with, like, a bunch of, like, circles on it. Like, it's just, like, a very plain mm. mask. And his gimmick is that he just says the action words of a comic before he does them. So, like, mm. if he shoots someone, he says bang, and then he kills them, or, like... But couldn't... Isn't the major flaw in that is that he reveals what he's going to do just before he does it? Um, I th- think he does, but because he kind of picks his victims, and, like, because he's, like, a normal guy, like, he always has, like, the, the moment he least expects. Like, he, like, rent, like he hired, like, a hooker at one point, and he's just like, saying the word, like, he's saying, like, slice, you know, and stuff, and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? And then he just, like, cuts her throat. Like... So does he, he cut- does he actually do it, or yeah, does he- it just... It just, he says slice and it just happens? No, he says it and then he does it. Like, yeah, like, he has, okay, so he has no literally, powers. Okay, so it's literally just, like... He's narrating his actions. Yeah, that's what okay. he's doing. So oh. he's psycho. Yeah, he's crazy. Oh, I thought he could go bang and then they'd just die. No, yeah. no. Um, but, so I put a boy. So that character I like, but the character he becomes in the second book is what I really like. There's um, spoilers for the book, Whiting Jive, if anyone hasn't read it. Um, there's a new vigilante in town um, in Gotham City uh, who calls himself Baphomet. 
which is obviously the devil. Like, and he wears like a goat. He wears like a big goat mask, whatever. And mm. he kind of looks a little bit like Batman, but a little bit scrawnier. And he has like a big goat mask instead. And um, he goes around, and this is during a storyline where Bruce Wayne is in love with someone. Like, he's got a relationship, and he's considering like hanging up the cowl. It's like you know what I think. I'm at a point in my life where I might be done with being Batman. Like, the Joker's in prison again. It's all good. Um, and I'm happy. Like, I haven't been happy for years. And that's mm. a good reason to stop being Batman, if you're happy. Um, and he's been trying to find a replacement. You know, there was Nightwing um, and Robin, but he thought it was too close to them. So he's just looking at all these different vigilantes. And then this Baphomet character shows up. And um, What's his name? Baphomet. Ba- ba- Baphomet. So B A. it's... Uh, it's Baphomet. Baphomet. B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T. What what the hell is a Baphomet? So it's what I just said. It's like that. You know when you see like images of like Satan with the goat mask, and it's not. So like... I've never. I just thought that was just Satan. So he's called. So that actually is a thing. Baphomet. Yeah, that's just one of the names. Um, oh God. Yeah. Um, so is it is it Satan? Or is it just that depiction? It's just that depiction. Like he just wears oh, a, okay. he just wears a goat mask. Like that's yeah. his gimmick, or whatever. Baphomet. And so Batman's kind of like, oh, like I. I want to show this kid the ropes, but I think he might be a good replacement for me. So, like, he eventually, like, invites him into the Batcave, um, and the woman he's going to marry and stuff is there, and he's like, um, look, you know, this is this is my fiance, like, Silver St. Cloud, and uh, I'm Bruce Wayne. And he's, the Batman's like, oh, cool, like, you know, it's good to finally meet you, and whatever. And then Bruce Wayne goes off to do something, and then you see a slice and Batman uh, reveals himself to be on a modern and he kills his fiance. Wow. And that's the end of the Whitening Giant what a book. What dick. Um, and we're still waiting for the third book because the third book is the one where Batman goes crazy. Like, mm. he just goes, starts like beating people like almost to death and stuff. He's like, punch, punch, yeah. I hate you. How do you like it? Punch. <laughs> um, so it's one of those characters like, for that reason alone, it might not work in a movie because it's weird hear- hearing people say descriptions of things they're doing. But the Baphomet character alone, I think, is very cool. I like to have that reveal. Oh, I think and, that would be cool. And you cool. can do it in a smaller Batman movie. It doesn't need to be a big spectacle movie. You can do that in a very small detective-style story. Yeah. Um, so that's my number one. bit different. One that a lot of people don't know about, but he's a very cool character. So. Mm. Cool. Uh, well, before we head out tonight, does anyone have any honourable mentions? I do. Nice. I have two honourable mentions. Nice. Uh, my first honourable mention is another Royal Dahl one. Yep. And it is The Twits. Oh, of course. Definitely. Wouldn't it be funny to see a The Twits movie? Mm, definitely. Sort of thing. I mean, obviously we've got, we got Matilda, we've got BFG and all that sort of stuff like that. I think it would be really, really funny to see The Twits. Wouldn't it also be funny to see Nick Offerman play Mr. Twit? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Who would be, who would be Mrs. Twit? Meryl Streep? <laughs> I mean, wait, shooting high. <laughs> um, what, what about his wife? Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Oh, oh, actual Nick what's her name? Nick yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought of as well oh, at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. that would work. Because she can play Naki and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, definitely. That book um, is one of my favorite Roald Dahl books, mm. but also has this line that I've never forgot. I've taken it with me ever since I read it. Mm. And um, what happens in the book is Mr. Twit is sick of kids climbing the street to put Supergirl on the branches. Yeah. And the kids get stuck up on there. Um, and he's like, I'm going to make boy pie. Like He's going like, to mm. turn them into pies. And sort of escape, they have to undo their pants and run away. And for whatever reason, I guess they weren't wearing underpants because mm. the line says, and then they left their bums winking in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite lines ever. I've never like, forgotten bums about it. winking in the sun. One of my favorite lines was something along the lines of, it said something like, um, uh, 
you can always tell when a like a good person is a good person because goodness shines from within them so they might have buck teeth and a big nose and warts and stuff like that but if they're a good person they'll still shine and they'll Mm. still be jolly and stuff whereas you know a bad person might be beautiful but they but they'll be hideous yeah yeah yeah. hideous or something and these two have to be visually hideous anyway yeah um, that's great casting, Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Um, and then my other honourable mention is um, these two are obviously in a massive movie series, but because they're such polar opposites, it would be cool to see them in like a detective style odd couple thing. And that is Luna Lovegood and Hermione Granger. Oh yeah, sort of thing because like they're so like polar opposites it would be good to see looks. them like Hermione working with someone other than those two boys like, yeah, yeah you know well, sort of she, thing like that and like yeah mm. and then and also just like like educate Hermione in terms of being like more open minded mm. and like trying to think of like different things because I mean we have a Newt Scamander movie mm. which ends up being um uh Luna's She marries one of Nuke Scamander's sons or grandsons. It must be grandsons. I think it's grandsons. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So she ends up marrying um uh, one of Nuke Scamander's grandsons. So Nuke Scamander ends up being her great father-in-law. Yeah. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. yeah I don't know what the exact term is, but um, yeah. <clears throat> um. So and like. We've already got a Nick's Commander movie. We've got the Harry Potter movies. Wouldn't it be cool to put Hermione and Luna together mm. in a movie? Solving, solving magical, ma- magical crimes, magical, magical mysteries. I mean, Hermione's yeah. shown she could do it with the Basilisk. Yeah, absolutely. And stuff like that. I mean, it could even be a subplot in your Lego Harry Potter film. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Good tieback. Like, Hermione gets sick of Harry's nonsense, so she just doesn't. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be the hero this time. Yeah, or you could do, and you do like side quests. Let's get more into game territory. Mm. But, yeah. So, they're my two honourable mentions. Have you got honourable mentions? I do. I have a few. Most of them are comic book characters. I do want to load up my top five. Mm. Um, the first one is a character just known as the Mutant Leader. Uh, he's kind of like Bane, except he doesn't have powers. He's just massive and strong. And he's from this book, The Dark Knight Returns. Basically, I want a Dark Knight Returns movie. Yeah. Um, but he's, like this, he's the first villain that Batman really fights after being retired for like 10 years or whatever. Mm. Um, he's just kind of cool and like, is the antithesis of Batman. He's just like this young guy who's like, very much a product of the 80s. Like, he wears his weird like, Kanye glasses and stuff before yeah. Kanye invented them. Um, and yeah, he's just like this kind of strong like, presence or whatever. He's just like, it's just a really cool fight. So, uh, that. Speaking of Fantastic Beasts, I want to see Hinky Punks and Red Caps. Oh, uh, yep. I want to also see... Mm-hmm. I want to see all the creatures, but like, like the folds. I, fantastic beasts and where to find them. I felt there weren't a lot of beasts in there. So well, was, there's still another four movies. That's so true. Yeah, James, hold on to your hat. Just, just chill. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the rest are all uh, yeah, more combo characters. Red Hulk. I'd like to see just because we've seen that character prior to becoming the Red Hulk in the movies now, and I'd like to see regular Hulk fight something challenging. Uh-huh. Um, Reverse Flash. We're getting a Flash movie. I want. I've know we've seen it on TV, but Reverse Flash is a character I really uh-huh. like. Uh, Tim Drake, who is currently the Red Robin, so he's the third Robin. So we had Dick Grayson who became Nightwing. We had Jason Todd who died and then became Red Hood. We haven't had like kind of a young, fun Robin. Like this. This is like a kid who's like thirteen years old, and he's just like it. Like just a genius. Like just a genius kid, and like he loves the idea of being Robin and just 
kind of like how Hit Girl loved being Hit Girl. Like he just yeah. like, loves the idea of being a sidekick and just mm. you know he's could be as smart as Batman one day and stuff. So honestly, that like in a world where we're getting more Batman universe films, give Batman a Robin, like Chuck mm. Tim Drake in there. Yeah. Um, and then Martian Manhunter as well, who I think is a very cool character and just doesn't get the budget he deserves in Supergirl. Like I love yeah. Supergirl, but like the CG they can only stretch it so far. So to give him like a theatrical budget would be cool. Was he in uh, Supergirl? Supergirl TV show, yeah, yeah. And those were my honourable mentions. I have one. You have one? And that's the Blue Beetle. Ah, yeah. The DC Universe. Yeah. I feel like the Blue Beetle is DC's Spider-Man. Yeah. Because he's got that young... I've never heard of the Blue Beetle. He's like this... He, 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 he sort of seems like... From what I've seen, um, he's like this young sort of, uh, I guess, vigilante that has like this suit that's like... I, I, I mean, the Blue Beetle. Like. Yeah, he's like he's this young Latino kid, and he gets this. It's kind of like how the Green Lantern ring chooses who's going to be the Green Lantern. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he okay. gets this, this scarab and attaches itself. It has with its the, own personality. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And it yeah, bonds with him kind of like a parasite, but it's a force of good, and like it makes yeah. him makes him stronger, but also gives him a suit and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, it's cool. Great. I just think I'm like I don't understand why he's not part of the. The, the name sucks. Could have been like the scarab. Yeah. Not Blue Beetle. Well, I mean, I think it was created in a time mm, where colours yeah. were a big part of... It's like 1950s sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I th- don't know why he's not part of the immediate Justice League. Like, yeah, I mean, I imagine at some point... Really, like, I feel like he's a change-up from all of them. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, definitely. He feels like he's this different energy compared to all the other people. Mm, well, we haven't had too much cosmic stuff from the DC Universe yet, so I imagine at some point, when they get to the point that Marvel's at now, where they're about to reshuffle everything... We probably will see new characters. Like, Affleck's only going to be Batman um, a couple more times. Like, because he's... What's up? Well, apparently he's on the CW. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's him, is it not? Let's go to this page. Maybe it's in um, Legends. Maybe it is. Because we don't watch Legends anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think he's a cool character. Like, I- I've played as him in... Uh... A DC game. Uh, I mean, the latest one. The oh, Injustice. Injustice. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've watched him on cartoons and TV shows. Yeah, he's in um, the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, and I think he's pretty cool. And I feel like he'd be a good like offset for the rest of the characters. Yeah, definitely. And they don't really have any kids. Like they're all adults. Yeah. Well, it says here, mm. Jeff Johns announced a live-action TV series featuring the Jamie Ray's version of Blue Beetle. They made a test trailer with stuntman and actor Garrett Polkin as Jamie Ray's scenes of this trailer were shown as part of the upcoming DC Nation block oh, okay, of yep. poker programming in 2012 on Cartoon Network during the premiere of Green Lantern, the animated series. Okay, so probably just the DC, <clears throat> DC Nation was this kind of program they did, which is like a series of shorts. So remember how they did those cartoons of like the pet version of the Justice League? Yeah. And there was like the super best friends forever. They did some live action stuff as well. Oh, okay. Um, so that's probably where they debuted and probably didn't test well but that yeah. I think that was pre-Arrow as well so mm. um, they are doing a Teen Titans TV show now as well so we might see him pop up there because I want to see mm. he's like the right age to be part of the Titans I want to see a superhero squad <laughs> movie superhero squad I think that's everything that's that's going to wrap it up we went for quite a while like almost two hours that's, oh wow it's about regular for us we're back to normal ha huh. Bringing in third person always extends that, that time limit. Uh, before we go, anyone have anything to plug? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, James Chalmers Seven. Yep, I am as well um, as Tina's Hair and Beauty. I'm pretty sure my uh, Twitter is Tina Hair Beauty. 
Um, and my YouTube channel is Tina's Hair and Beauty. What a variety there. Mm. Yeah, and my Twitter is just Josh Sacco. Or Twitter at Josh Sacco. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website you can promote as well, or is that... Oh, it's just my, my game website. Yeah, definitely plug it. Which is my company, Work in Progress company, which is deadleafgames.com. Definitely check it out. The, st- the visuals are spectacular. And just so, because Josh is very modest and so won't talk about it, everything on that website he basically did by himself. So oh, yeah. All the, it's amazing. All the character design, all the programming, everything in it is a one-man job. Most yeah. game companies have teams of like 30 to 60 people. This is one dude doing it. So it's go to deadleafgames.com. Deadleafgames.com? Yes, Deadleafgames.com. And follow him on Twitter as well because he's got some cool stuff coming in the pipeline. So definitely keep an eye on that. No pressure, Josh. <laughs> he put the pressure on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're listening to this on the old feed, so the Twitcast feed on iTunes, there's a new one now. Just search Past the Remote on iTunes. Um, we're on a new website, podcasts.com. You can search us there as well. Subscribe because the old feed will be shutting down soon. So you don't want to miss out on any of this Past the Remote goodness. Maybe you do. I don't know. But um, just look for that fancy new logo that Josh designed for us. See, that's, yeah, he's the guy who designed that logo, that really cool logo. Yeah. Um, so look for that, hit subscribe, and that's going to be it. Uh, yep. Say, go- say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. See ya. I'm James Chalmers. See you next week. <laughs>